0: Men. The show is about to start in 10 9 8, 7, 6, 5 You'll be fine on the
1: mountain It's time for inside the Gamecocks, The show by the Barnabinium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way,
0: touchdown, Gamecocks!
2: (laughs) Pressure, and he just dives in!
3: Sherbert, Phil Woolenax, and
4: Jamie Bradford.
5: All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Dominion Co. The Barn Doe Co. is what we call them in four states: the Carolinas, Georgia, and in Tennessee. The Barn Dominium Co. Dot. To build your dream home, amazing models, check out the website, thebarndominiumco.com. Of course, we're always live from the Signorama Studios. They are the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, Williams-Price Stadium, Founders Park, and Colonial Life Arena are pretty good examples of that. Signorama in West Colum- Columbia, Gamecock owned and operated by our friend and your friend, Matt Vaughn. Of course, we're always served by Chicken Cock Whiskey. It's the holidays. Make sure you're serving your next party with Chicken Cock. You can find it in the Chief Sports app. Just click the Chicken Cock Challenge button, type in whatever address you are at, and from there, it will steer you in the right direction to the store closest to you carrying one of the great bourbons out there, Chicken Cock. JC's back. Good to have you, my man. Phil, of course, and myself, JB. We're here until 2 o'clock today. Mike Morgan will be joining us at noon. And, uh, of course, we'll get into plenty with him. Football, we've got Fab Five to get to uh, with Mike. We've got – and, by the way, I do not have last week's Fab Five winner, just so you all know, because the little – the uh, how we do it, the entries – like that little part is down. So I can't – I couldn't pull it up. So we're going to have to get that announced probably tomorrow or sometime early next week. Uh, so I apologize. That's on me. It's not on anybody else. It's not on Mike. That's on me. Uh, but we do have some Fab Five. We'll take a drive around the SEC today with Mike. JC, of course, will give us an extensive recruiting update here and portal update as well. It's going to be a big weekend for the Gamecocks, hosting a lot of visitors. And, of course, last night, South Carolina falls 72-67 to 67 at Little John Coliseum to the 24th-ranked Clemson Tigers. It's their first Loss of the year. They had an 11-point lead in the second half, could not hang on to it and could not hit some wide-open shots down the stretch that would have given them an opportunity to steal one up there in the upstate. Uh, so we'll certainly fuss and discuss that as well. The Nana Sports chat box is live and well and has been for quite some time. And we're glad to have all of you uh, today until uh, about 2 o'clock around here. With all that being said, Phil, I guess we need to welcome back our dear friend J.C. Schubert. As uh, everybody thinks he's been on vacation or, you know, that's not what he's been doing. Uh, JC wears a lot of hats, and uh, that's why there's three of us. We, we can handle it when one of us doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Of the three, he's been the busiest. So, uh, uh, pardon us for having him gone for the last couple of days.
1: And, and I apologize to the audience out there because I know that, you know, sometimes like during baseball season, you guys probably don't give a flip about what I have to say. But during this time of year, it's kind of my – my my swimming pool so to speak so i'm sorry uh tuesday was just something that kind of popped up all of a sudden and then i needed wednesday off to kind of work through what happened on tuesday and what's been happening with the portal and all that uh but i'm back and i'm i'm ready to rock and ready to roll and uh really kind of missed the show the last few days quite frankly because there's a lot to say and a lot to talk about and that's always much more fun sometimes than um Talking about movies and, and 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 stuff like that, as you know, especially when Jamie's not here, we'll get off on those uh, tangents. But uh, appreciate you guys. Um, you know, uh, I've got some updates. I, I think that um, you know, for those that are overly and, and look, I, I'm going to focus on three guys, outgoing in the portal, right? Because the others. I, they weren't NIL departures. They weren't, they're, they're playing time guys. Okay. And and you can say, well, my God, who are they? Who did they recruit and mistakes in recruiting or whatever. But, but these days you're going to see quicker departures um, because you have the portal to go pull from. And especially if you're not winning, uh, you're probably not going to be as patient with roster spots. Uh, as you once were, especially uh, when you're the coaches and, and you're around them every day. And you know, like we can sit there and I can tell you what their upside was out of high school. And I can tell you what I hear every now and then about them, but I'm not around them every day. And so I don't know. You know, I, I am not smart enough to I, to, I am not that brilliant to make that determination. Um, but there's three guys I think they're going to, first of all, Mitch Jeter gone yeah. was not an NIL situation, strangely enough. Uh, believes he can go someplace else, and I don't know whether that's uh, whether that's a team that kicks more field goals or. I mean, I don't. I don't really know how you did get that. You know, uh, how do you how do you uh, evaluate as a place kicker what your better situation would be? I don't know, uh, but that's that's him and his decision, and that's fine. They'll replace him. Um. Mason love may be able to come in and kick, you know, he's, he's a kicker and a punter. Uh, so who knows? So that's that uh, juice gone. Don't be fooled, but don't get your hopes up for anything you saw on social media. Now here's the thing about Kiffin. Kiffin was not on campus with uh juice. Uh, from what I understand from kind of got it through the grapevine. Uh, Kevin was at, that was juices golf cart that, was part of his NIL deal. Uh, at a condo, which was is part of his NIL deal, and uh, that's where they met. And so, uh, the golf cart was kind of a lease. It's been repoed. Uh, I think there's a deadline for him to get out of the condo now, uh, because once you're out, once you're out, I mean, you can't you can't make them play with NIL deals. You can require them to be a student athlete at the school though because that's part of their value for name image and likeness right you know you don't have much value if you're not on at least on the team you know you can't get into pay for play but maybe pay for participation something like that pay for uh being on the team i mean i think that's perfectly legal so that's out and uh, i don't think he's going to be cutting to get his hair cut in the facilities again anytime soon so that's what happened there uh It's unfortunate. I think it's unfortunate kind of the venom on on all sides that that have kind of come out after that are kind of some of the rhetoric. Uh, But I understand everybody's upset. And and trust me, uh, as upset as everybody is, you're probably not as upset as the one or two people that actually wrote checks last year for him to get back. and, And the people at Park Avenue that worked their ass off 24 hours a day to get him as many deals as he got. I mean, that's a slap in the face to uh, a lot of people, but a slap, a big slap. It's like, have y'all seen those like slap contests they have now? Like Dana White's heading it up where they just stand in front of each other and smack the pee out of each other. Have you guys watched any of that on, on, on social media? Jamie, you know what I'm talking about?
4: I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, uh, that that that's those guys. That's
1: that's those, those dudes. So that, no matter how bad we all feel. And I was, I was not, I didn't really do much for juice besides park, you know, Carolina rises in. But, but no matter well, how bad we feel, they're the ones getting smacked. Let me so.
5: stop this right here in the middle, real quick, because uh, uh, and I'm paying a little bit of attention to the chat box today, uh, and and I see Jonathan. What did I miss? I'm an, uh, I'm going to be dead honest with all of you. I had a lot of stuff to do yesterday, and I went and watched my cousin play basketball. And I had stuff going on with my kids, and I totally disregarded the large majority of all this nonsense for a long time yesterday. So let's—we've we, we've got to get to basketball here in just a little bit uh, because Carolina had a big game last night, and that's really what matters. Juice doesn't matter anymore; he's leaving. But let's go back and restart this whole conversation as to what, where this is even coming from. I know there's a lot of people that have been talking about it. I know enough to know what kind of has been going on. But what what created this drama with Juice Wells yesterday and then walk us through the timeline into last night and to where we are now? Because I, I you you're speaking on it because you know what's been going on. Yeah. There's a lot of people that actually really have no idea what's no. going on. They don't pay attention to Twitter and all those types
1: sure. Yeah, and I'll say this, I I didn't um I didn't follow it. I mean, I got a text from from I'll tell you who it was, our buddy Matt Anderson. He's like this Twitter stuff, dude, and I'm like, I ain't even been on all day, man. I've been taking calls and and, and working elsewhere, and I, I just hadn't a chance to check it. And uh, so apparently, here's what so here's what happened. Like Lane Kiffin has been going, uh, and it's just kind of who Lane is. You know, he's been going to different cities because uh, he went to Fayetteville and did this the other day, and he's taking pictures of the logo and stuff. Like, ha ha! Here I am and tweeting it out. So he took a picture of the Gamecock golf cart and tweeted it out. So Which, then I think Taylor Edward
5: is yeah. the university's golf cart.
1: Nah, it belongs to somebody that does golf carts. That that was part of an NIL deal for him. Uh, a lease for, is a
5: lease for Juice. So, so that's Juice Wells's golf cart.
1: Yeah, well, it, it 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 was leased to him as part of an NIL deal, just okay. like a car or a truck would have been. Okay, it's been repoed though. It's no longer. <laughs> he no longer has it. So, so the golf cart, you know, and so they took that picture. And I think Taylor Edwards, uh, who's been on the show before, we all know and love, took a picture of Juice's car in the parking lot uh, at the, the ops building, and he tweeted that out. <laughs> and there's some back and forth with, I think, some folks from Ole Miss. Ole Miss's social media is a little bit, sp- I'll call them spry, I guess. Um, the, the, I'll just put it this way. They talk a lot of crap. How about that? Um, and so, uh, Graham golf carts, Jan tells me, so I don't, I can't confirm that, but I'm going to, I'm going to believe Jan on this one. Um, cause they're good friends of his Graham golf cart. So, so that's been taken back. Uh, he's not going to be in the facility getting his haircut anymore. That's, that's been 86. And then the condo is probably going away too at a certain deadline. So he needs to make a decision about where he's going to go. Um, and so that, that 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 social media back and forth, I think, number one, made people get pissed at Kiffin. Uh, but Kiffin does that everywhere he's at, you know, uh, and and that's just him. And then number two, made him either pissed at Juice or wondering why Juice was there. And then there was a, 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 a Snapchat live or Instagram live or something where he's sitting there getting his hair cut and just kind of he says some things about how crazy the fans are and all this other stuff. So... A little bit of smack talking there on his end about the fan base, which pales in comparison to some of the things the fans have said about him. But at the same time, uh, this whole thing is a is very inappropriate, and and everybody just needs to move on. I mean that that that's that's the thing there, and especially you know him continuing to take advantage of uh, of of something that's no longer, you know, no longer his. Now it probably it should have been up to everybody to make sure all that was taken care of him at the minute he got in the portal. But, you know, with having to deal with all this, I don't know who on the coaching staff would have any time to deal with it, staffer or otherwise, because everybody's working around the clock on how you're going to move forward and keeping guys here. Um, so you could make that argument, but it, it's still sort of inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? If you're gone from someplace you know, and, and you've you've taken full advantage of the situation, which he did, and he was very well taken care of here to sit. And now you're gonna leave, then uh, you need to just be gone. I mean, and then that's true. I mean, and uh, you know, so I think I think that that's what everybody's talking about. So so he's gone. The third one's Mario Anderson. Uh, don't count him out. Yeah. Don't count him out. And and he just, said, just so
5: you know, this is something that Phil and I, it, it, not to overstep you here, you're, sure. you're, you're the pro on this, but uh, yesterday when this news broke, we went into instant uh, investigation mode. And if anybody was in the final hour of the program yesterday paying attention, we said as much. Uh, guys, you know, let's give this thing a couple of weeks to breathe. Uh, there are a lot of things going on with this situation. Um, and so hopefully everybody understood that I I did see that you uh, put that, put some information very similar to that on the big spur at some point in time yesterday, kind of corroborating that as well. That's not a pat on the back for us. I just want to make sure that everybody understands like from the minute that this information came out, while it was disappointing, um, this is kind of where we are with things in the college football, NIL world. Uh, and, um, uh, from the get-go it seemed like this is a scenario that is in no way shape or form over and very much still alive for Gamecock football
1: I'll say this too okay it, it yeah it, it number one I don't think Mario is actually in the portal he's yet. not he is it just was reported he plans to enter the portal right um that's that's a B. It is a way different situation than juice, like night and day different, in terms of just the overall deal. Uh, does it fundamentally come down to to money in both instances? Probably, but uh, it's not a situation where, like 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 one of these things is not like the other. Right. Um. It's not like the other, and I would I would I would still. You know, don't don't go after Mario Anderson, man. Uh he's got if anybody has reasons to to do something like that, Mario does. Okay. And it's not like I mean it, i I think it's just something that can be worked out. I, I think that it it, it it it's looking more promising as far as him uh working out. So and no, don't get into the take this money and put it towards that. They've got all that handled. Let us let 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 everybody else handle that. You know, fans don't need to get involved with the general manager aspect of this because there's so many moving parts, and you're never going to know exactly what's going on because nobody's going to disclose that. But let us let let, let everybody kind of figure that out. But I will say this: that the, the Mario situation is completely different. So all three of those guys uh, that left, uh, and, and you may only end up with two, are are completely different situations. You know, so uh, those of you that were, you know, wanting to jump off the Bank of America building in in, uh, Columbia because, oh, my God, money is taking away every single good player here. Uh, That's not the case. Um, You know, South Carolina, uh, as long as there's not any more damage done to the NIL efforts because everybody overreacts on Twitter and acts like they're they're the experts on it. They know not a thing about it. You know, as long as that can cease, you know the NIL situation will continue to get better and better and better. It's not where it needs to be, but it's night and day better than last off season. Um, and I'll leave it at that. So, those of you that want to continue to work against it, all you're doing is taking your team and taking a gigantic dump on it, and you're not hurting anyone else. Uh, you're not justifying your own opinions you're not changing anybody's mind that's in charge. You are just taking a dump on your own team. I'm not saying those of you that don't get money because that's your business, but those of you that want to actively work against collective, our collectives and NIL and stuff and show your ass on Twitter because you're mad. I read something that's like, collectives are the problem. That is the dumbest thing. That's one of the dumbest things. You've got really smart people out there talking out their ass about this. And I, I, that's fine. It's America. You can say what you want, but if you care about the Gamecocks, I would think twice because that's all you're doing—taking a gigantic dump. Or go out, go out the Williams Bryce. Pull your pants down. Take a dump on the block C because that's exactly what you're doing when you're talking like that. Uh, and I'm serious about that. Other fan stuff doesn't bother me so much, but that—that's just way, way, way. Way, way, way out of the ordinary and and, and ridiculous and uh, just makes things harder on everybody. So anyway, that's my NIL and uh, portal speech for today. And so there we go. Uh,
5: This coming up this weekend, there's going to be a lot of visitors in town for the Gamecocks out of the portal as well. We'll get to that uh, coming up here just a little while and uh, give you some of those names. Gamecocks looking to add some talent and hopefully upgrade uh, from some of the talent that they had at South Carolina, including Juice Wells, if they can, some pretty, I would say elite wide receivers are uh, in the portal and have some mutual interest with the South Carolina football program. So that is all ahead again. So is Mike Morgan, Billy G's Carolina barbecue. We're so glad to be, be partnered with them. Carolina barbecue sauce.com is where you can order your stocking stuffer. Carolina barbecue Sauce. Dot com. What's in it? It's the Hall of Fame pack. The Billy G's Secret Spice, the Billy G's Carolina Bold Mustard Sauce, and the Billy G's Sweet Heat Sauce. If you don't have all three, you need all three. You can go to, again, com and order those and put those in your stockings this holiday season for whomever it may be. That is in your family. If you type in code ITG23. ITG 23, that will give you a 10% discount on the uh, whatever you order. But I would suggest ordering the Hall of Fame pack. It's actually cheaper to order all three of those, and they're all three fantastic. I would suggest the Carolina Gold for the barbecue and Sweet Heat for the ribs and the Rub or the Secret Spice for literally every other thing that is in your refrigerator or in your freezer. Carolina Barbecue Sauce com we'll hit a quick timeout. we'll turn our attention to hoops carolina falls last night in the upstate against the tigers plenty to get to on the portal and recruiting and we've got jc back from snowy cold chicago illinois hang tight itg we'll be back in just a moment
0: down here in the south we don't always see eye to eye While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie Vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South electric bikes of
5: charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels magnum velatric event bikes and more and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise bikes are available All ages and sizes. ElectricBytesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bites of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show.
0: Hey, Gamecock Nation, my name is Kyle, longtime listener of the show and avid golfer. I wanted to take my game to the next level, but let's face it, golf is a hard game to learn on your own. I heard the ad from McKellar Enterprises and reached out to the owner and former Gamecock golfer, Meredith Taylor. In just two months of working with Meredith, I shot my lowest round ever and I've never felt more confident in my golf game. So if you're looking to take your game to the next level, go to McKellarEnterprises.org and book your lesson today with former Gamecock golfer, Meredith Taylor. Go Gamecocks!
3: Today Not today, sweetie. One heart's breaking while another one is mending. It's all in the ebb and flow. If I had to, I could go it alone. But because you've become my own, these windows could shut into the ground walls could fall right down Because you've become my
1: home You don't have to tell mama. Because you've become my home
5: Unfortunately, not a lot of swag coming out of last night's loss on the road in Little John Coliseum. Welcome back. Inside the Gamecocks, the show powered by our friends at Electric Bikes of Charleston in the low country of South Carolina. That big gift is discounted right now at ElectricBikesCharleston.com. You do not have to be in the low country to purchase from there. Electric Bikes of Charleston, they are the best in the state of South Carolina, and people come from everywhere to purchase from the Wilkins family, proud partners, by the way, of Carolina Rise, in addition to us here on the Chief Sports Network. Uh, Last night, uh, a five-point loss gives Carolina their first one of the 2023-2024 season. They just couldn't – here's what it is. They just couldn't hit shots down the stretch. Um, You know, B.J. Mack had a couple of wide-open ones, and he just couldn't get anything to fall. He was 0 for 6 on the night from – Three-point range, just 3 of 13 from the floor. Michi Johnson seemed to be the only one outside of Stephen Clark, believe it or not, who was consistent, although it was neat to see Colin Murray-Boyles get 17 minutes, and he had a nice game, four boards, five points, as he's working to get back into the starting lineup after suffering from mono uh, to start the season. But uh, Carolina uh drops the contest clemson is pretty good but i you know south carolina also just goes to show you they're pretty good too but they they were hitting shots in those other seven games and down the stretch last night they just couldn't get them to fall and uh, that's why they fell in the upstate
1: yeah clemson went through a, a mighty cold stretch as well and then heated up uh carolina just didn't have it to uh to counter, you know, it was, uh, when Clemson first took the lead, I think it was 47-46. They had a brief lead early, but uh, they went on, what, a 14-2 run. And then the game of got back on top, and then Clemson got back. Well, it was kind of back and forth. But then once Clemson took it at to 65-15, then, um, the guys just couldn't get anything to fall. And uh, B.J. Mack did not have his best game. Uh, shooting the basketball from outside. He is such a weapon when he can drill that top of the key three and he just wasn't falling. And Study was, was ice cold just about the whole night. Um, but, hey, the good news is you, you you had two of your best players and shooters cold. Um, you still end up taking a top 25 team down to the wire at their place. I know it's Clemson, so everybody's mad they lost. But that's a pretty good showing and kind of shows you that, Uh, Because Clemson, like most people, have them fourth or fifth in the ACC. They're they're expected to go to the tournament this year. Uh, For those that haven't been following them, they beat Alabama and Pitt on the road back-to-back by eight and nine points. Uh, You don't just walk into Alabama now and win unless you're good. And Pitt was a tournament. They've kind of owned Pitt lately, but Pitt's still a tournament team last year. Um, And They're not the, the Pitt that I think lost 25 games a couple years ago. Uh, so they're a good basketball team. It's a quad one loss. South Carolina moved up in Ken Palm after the game, uh, which shows you how weird basketball rankings are. But what you got to do now is you got at East Carolina early in the morning, uh, I guess we're noon on Saturday. East Carolina beat the Gamecocks last year in Greenville on a neutral site. They're not world beaters, but but they could beat you, and that would be a bad loss. So you got to beat them. You got Winthrop coming in next week. Uh, or or sorry after Christmas or or before. It, it Winthrop's in there somewhere. Uh, See, yeah. There. You got four home games. Charleston Southern, Winthrop, Elon, and I think a Famu to close it out. So you got a good shot to start. What? Twelve and one. Twelve and one. Uh, and that's uh and, and the thing that surprised me um the thing that surprised me was uh, that uh Carolina's net ranking they released the first net last week was 29th and with the schedule they played, which hadn't been super duper, I didn't expect them to be that high, which is probably why I hate the net because you never know, (laughs) but, uh, uh, they're high, you know, so they, if they can hold serve, I mean, they can sit there and and get an at large. It's are They're probably going to be a bubble team at least. So that's the positive about it. The negative is you lose to Clemson and had a chance for that quad one win and to go even higher. Um, well, they had their chances, and, and and you know, like, look, the good news about this team, the bad news is, Studi and Mac did not have their best games, and down the stretch, nobody could hit. Uh, the good news is, unlike maybe last year or in years past, where everybody would go cold at once, or you didn't have, you, you didn't have a bunch of good offensive guys to get it all going and to make up for it when your best offensive guy was kind of not having his best night. This team has other options to score. Which is good. You know, that kept a minute. Michi and uh, Stephen Clark had a good game. There you go. Uh, That surprised me. Um, And you mentioned Connor Moore Boyles. You can just kind of tell with the way that guy moves his feet and jumps and plays the game above the rim, uh, you can tell why they like him so much. And, And I think, quite frankly, it's impressive that he. Wow, you know, uh, has missed all that time with Mono and and, and looks to be – I mean, I know his minutes are limited now, but think about in a few weeks when he's back in shape. I mean, that guy's going to be able to play play some good ball for you. So, um, I think it's good, you know, and somebody mentioned in the chat box the, the, the Grand Canyon win. Yeah, they knocked off some top 20. San Diego State, last year's national runner-up, they knocked them off on the road the other day. Or, uh, or maybe his neutral. I side. was at
5: home on Tuesday night. I was at but, home
1: at, at Grand Canyon. But yeah, uh, it but,
5: was, uh, that's a great win. I mean, Derek Scott told us yesterday uh, that he thought the George Washington win was actually the best win of the season. Of course, last night, this would have been the best win of the season, too, uh, for the game. To your point, though, on Studio Mac, you, yeah, those got like when you play, they could get away with it in these next few games. You're not going to get away with this in the SEC. Uh, Clemson is a team that um, kind of strange to say this, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but Clemson is a team that they're going to compete against in the SEC. Uh, The SEC, of course, has has improved its game. Tigers, of course, are an ACC program. My my point is that type of competition, but the combined four of 21 shooting, one from 11, one for 11 from three-point range between two of your starters and best players, you didn't bring them in the transfer portal to have that happen in a game of this magnitude. You might get beat, and I don't want to be too hard on these guys because they've been uh especially BJ Mack has just been tremendous throughout the year. Uh, they gotta get Ma- they gotta get Miles Studi going. Uh guys, he has not hit more than one three pointer since the second game of the year. He actually started the season seven of nine from long range. And since then, one of four, one of three, one of four, zero oh four, one of four, and one of five. That that that's gotta get better uh for him and for them to Be able to beat the good teams that will get you into the NCAA tournament if you can take care of the rest of what you need to take care of here in December in the non con,
3: yeah. And I think yeah, you gotta there. figure, I mean, you can't
4: have everybody just you know, well, you're gonna have to yeah. count on the guys like Studi and things like that. And I agree with JC on Colin Murray Boyles, I thought he looked you know fairly promising even in the limited minutes. Again, glad to see that's expanding, but uh, you can tell why. You know, some of these guys are that we hear is like, this might be the most talented guy on the team. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. at least raw, you know, wise. Um, But, yeah, tough one last night, just down the stretch. Just felt it slipping away.
1: It, I think Studio will be back. I mean, he's got a track two, three-year track record of 40% shooting from three. I mean, and I like the – quite frankly – I like. I still like the way he hustles. I mean, you know, the guy is ice cold. I mean, he he, he knows the stats, and he's in there battling for offensive rebounds, crashing the glass, moving around well. So his uh, shots will fall. Uh, I think uh, some guys, like I said, the good news is when when a couple of guys are cold, you still have dudes that can fill it up um, and score because there have been a lot of gamecock teams, man. Those couple of key guys are off that night. You're lucky to score forty. <laughs> you know gotcha. we've watched it. We've all watched it many times. No matter who the coach has been here, we've watched it. So uh, that's one thing that I think is really good about this team. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think uh, I think the, the the bottom line is you've got a big opportunity these next five. Um, unfortunately, we all have to pull for Clemson in basketball now. Uh, which is, uh, and I always do that. Like in other sports, I you never would. Baseball doesn't need that for strength of schedule um, to get in their tournament. Football, you never do. But uh, basketball, hey, they can go make some. South resume look even better. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, no question. You need to kind of think about it.
5: Well, it's look. It, you don't. I mean. You, you, you can you can watch. It's First of all, it's just one loss, and I know that it's Clemson, and it sucks. I mean, believe me, I get it. Uh, you don't want to lose to those guys ever. Um, Cle- Clemson is a – first of all, I want to give them some credit. They're a good basketball team. They're very well coached, and you don't have to do anything more than to look at the stat line of the starters to figure that out. Every one of them in double figures on a night when P.J. Hall – he had a good night, 14 points, eight boards, five of 11 from the floor, but he, he you know, he didn't turn in a 25, 30-point performance. The Gamecocks did – they actually switched a lot, and you would see Talon Cooper guarding him. And other, you know, there's three or four guys that guarded him throughout the night, so they would change the defense. They did a nice job, but, but what Clemson did was they played through him. They played through P.J. Hall. That's why everybody's in double figures, and it was a very balanced attack for the Tigers. 45% from the field, 45% from long range, 70% from the free throw line. That's how you win basketball games. And and give credit to Clemson, because I think they beat a pretty good basketball team in the Gamecocks. This team's pretty good. There's just one reason why South Carolina lost last night. It, it really, it had nothing to do with fouls, and none of that. It had everything to do with, they just could not hit shots down the stretch. When you hit shots, you win, period. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talked about attacking and answering. That's what this team was doing. And last night, they did answer the bell a couple of times when they gave up that 11-point lead. Uh, they were able to come back, knock them down, get a little lead back, tie it up. And you thought, okay, well, maybe this will be a little bit more of the same. Right, guys? You know, we, we've seen them. You're always going to have runs against you in basketball. You're going to have to be able to answer. And you have to answer when you attack. And if you can only attack if you can hit shots. And they've been doing that all year. They couldn't hit them. That's really that's what it comes down to. At the end of the game last night, there's nothing else. no way else to slice this piece of bread, man. It's so what it was. They did not hit shots down the stretch, period, the end. Sure. So it's not like a, there's not some glaring weakness for this basketball team. They weren't wronged by officiating or anything. That's nah, not what happened. They got beat because they couldn't hit shots down the stretch. And uh, they got to go back to hitting shots, yep. and they need their best players to get in there and hit shots. And and I'll be anxious to see, too, you know, with Colin Murray Boyles, like, was that, was that impactful in the fact that he played 17 points in a positive – or a negative way. Sometimes it can actually be a little bit negative, but you've got to play him because he's one of your best players, and get him back into the flow of how you've been playing basketball. Um, so they're sure. gonna. I think they're gonna be fine. Personally, uh, they just they just weren't able to knock down enough shots down the stretch.
1: Down the stretch, yeah. And I want to. I guess we have a Clemson fan in the box. Um, yeah, we know Clemson finished the first half with a seven minute scoring drop. I mean, that was obvious. <laughs> we watched the game, dude. Uh, I think Jamie has said, could not hit shots, dot, 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 down the stretch. The stretch isn't the end of the first half, brother. (laughs) So, anyway. And he also actually mentioned Chauncey Wiggins.
5: Yeah, he had a nice game.
1: Uh, But, but my gosh, that's the ugliest best shot I've ever seen. (laughs) His shot is ugly, ugly. But, man, that joker goes in. It's like, wow, you know. I mean, that guy, uh, I, I was like, he hit the first three. And I was like, and he, he jacked it up wide open from the other thing. I'm like, surely that's not going in. And pfft, nothing but net, man. So hats off to him. He did have a great game. And you know, Clemson, um, they are a good team. All credit to them. Uh I don't think well, it's gonna well, end coached. up as as a bad loss for South Carolina. Uh you always want to beat them, you know. Uh you know, and, and they did last year, and, and unfortunately, that loss to South Carolina may have cost Clemson a bit as far as their NCAA tournament. Um, well, that one know, in the Louisville game. Yeah. It beat
5: my Louisville last Louisville year. Louisville. I don't Louisville know how was
1: Louisville terrible. was 4-28 last year. But, uh, you know, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it's it's a good rivalry. And, you know, last night I couldn't help but think, uh, this is maybe one of the first times in a long time I've, I've watched that annual. These are two pretty good teams. You know, I mean, I don't know if you have to go back to the Fogler era or what to see. You know, these are these—they both look like basketball teams, and so. Oh, um,
5: well, it was nineteen you know, hey. ninety <laughs> uh, eight. We, we ninety what? We it was. It was the. It, the nine yeah ninety seven. I'm sorry. It was it was the ninety seven ninety eight team, but yes. it was it was that December of or late November early December of ninety seven. Gamecocks were in the top ten. Clemson, it was in the top 25 to start the season. They had a couple tough losses early. They had slid out of the top 25, but they beat Carolina that night. Uh, and um, and that was the last time that you had two teams, uh, these two programs playing in this game with this early in the year with tournament aspirations where you're going, well, they're both pretty good, and we might have a chance to see them according to – SID or former SID, well he retired, but he's still I don't I don't really know what's going on Tim Buret Tim Bur- Tim at Clemson. Uh you know, he's he did say yesterday as well, this was the latest that these two programs have ever played. Ever. And they've played 174 times, I think. This is the 173 times. This is the latest that these two programs have ever played in a season, both undefeated. So I thought that was neat too. Oh, and another thing I meant—I wanted to add on to this. C- credit to Lamont and the athletics department. You know, the, the scheduling department. All those guys at South Carolina. C- credit to Coach Brownell and the athletics department at Clemson. There have been times uh, over the years where this game got played in the beginning of christmas break and you wouldn't see the students in the gym and it's and it's disgraceful that anybody ever even thought that that should like that when you make the schedule and i know you have to play through christmas break and you look at the game with your rival and it doesn't cross your mind of well maybe we need to i don't care what other games well this is the only time we can play it screw that you cancel somebody else and you figure something else out there's no reason ever that this game should not be played when the students are there. And last night, although it was for the other team, it was an uh, it was an amazing basketball environment. I'm not I don't know what the story is behind all the the road, uh, you know, think the, the the road construction, construction? stuff they were know. wearing. I'd like to know that story. But but hats off to both of these institutions and these athletic departments for making sure that this game is played when students are on campus. So next year, just like last year in, in Colonial Life Arena, hopefully both of them are, are you have good programs. They build off of this, and you're able to see 18,000 in Colonial Life Arena with a bunch of people going wild when the Tigers come to town. You, that's the stuff you need to make this basketball rivalry a lot of fun where the national TV starts paying attention and things like that. You need to be good, and you need to have an environment. And you can't do that when you suck and you played right right before Christmas. So hats off to both of them for getting that figured out.
1: Agreed, and hats off to them. They they're doing the right thing with their student section.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, Carolina's got a lot to learn on that. I know they're working on it, uh, and hopefully they can get something done before next year. But um, but that's a topic for an entire another like you we know. could
1: spend an entire episode on that.
5: Yeah, that, that's just your normal clothes, Jamie. Hey, look, man, I know a lot of people that work in construction, and uh, and I have no disrespect for those people. They work their rear ends off in all th- types of weather, and yeah. I'm very thankful for them. And I hope there's more of them out there because we need more roads in the state of South Carolina. So uh, so yeah, credit to all those guys.
1: Yeah, I all guess right. uh, so Jordan says they, they actually gave the construction outfits to the first 500 students to in the door. Play like it. Clemson. Okay. Grit. Right. Well, hey, you know, Clemson you and grit. know what?
4: Hey, I, I, hey! hey my is it was like a you know a blue collar thing, you know. It was like, Yeah, we put in that blue collar work ethic or whatever. Fine, so.
5: fine by yeah. me. It's better than yeah. the garnet army. That disaster that got rolled out under <laughs> Darren Horn, that was a joke. I remember somebody handed me one of those shirts one time. I was like, I'm not putting this crap on, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> what are the we doing? It here? Like that was around the same time as garnet Carolina army. girls. Like our marketing department was a disaster back then. And um, so hopefully,
1: too much it's emphasis terrible. on the garnet during that phase I don't
5: the garnet on army. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't
1: know. Huh? I don't know about that peter
5: but in in the uh in the in the uh in the uh for the sake of having fun with the conversation and uh being rivals um it is it is funny when Bobby says work release that's 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 fair. That's fair. But okay. Clemson did win; and they won last week in football. So right now they've got the upper hand, and for the first time in a long time, they have the upper hand in the Palmetto Series. Gamecocks have won that every year uh, since it was um, since it's been around. They're five and zero. Oh. All right, uh, we got to take our final break of the hour here. Uh, we will slip back into some football when we return. There's some major college football news out there this morning. We'll tell you about it right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecock's attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Game Cops.
2: If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in a plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today.
5: Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet-style in seconds. They're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. NanasPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336 259 7550.
0: South Carolinians, this message is for you as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee.
6: GA.com. schedule a no hassle free inspection today wind damage hail
5: damage or just wear and tear don't settle for second best let jeremy johnson and elite roofing and restoration take care of it all for you today Christmas and happy holidays to all of you out there. We hope you're having a fine, wonderful season. And uh, in the era of inflation, we hope your wallets are still somewhat have some money in them. Uh, probably won't though as they get closer to Christmas. Uh, some major news. First of all, on the uh, re- first of all on the recruiting front. <laughs> okay, uh, Jordan Seaton, who. At one point in time, was talked about around here, number one offensive lineman in the country out of the D.C. area has committed to Colorado. <laughs> he's never even been rumored to Colorado. And that's where he's going. Now, they need him because they couldn't block anybody. Like You think Carolina couldn't block? Oh, my God. You know, Colorado could literally <laughs> couldn't block anybody. The three of us could have rushed the quarterback out there. Uh, so, J.C., <laughs> Uh, it's it's a different era, my man, right? And uh, Gamecocks last year got D.J. Braswell kind of out of nowhere. This is a little bit of a different situation, though. This is one of the top four or five players in the country. And of all the big-time schools, Ohio State and everybody else, that everybody thought where he might end up, he's going to fly all the way across the nation and go play for Deion Sanders in Colorado.
1: Ah. <laughs> Look, man, you get baby enough to go play for Dion, and and, and I'll tell you why. I, I as the year went on and the losses piled up, the dude really kind of threw his players under the bus. And his it coaches. seemed to be all about his son. I I don't know. I I fail to see the uh, the attraction there uh, outside of Boulder being a pretty nice place <laughs> to go to school um so
5: yeah, yeah i don't know well, you know <laughs> it'll be in the 20 the new version of the uh big 12 <laughs> so what whatever i don't even know what that's gonna even look like anymore yeah, texas and oklahoma will be out of there so he'll be playing against byu and cincinnati that's off to you my man good luck uh, the
1: the Arizona schools you you still that got that game the border the the intense border rivalry with the University
2: of Utah.
5: Okay. Well, it's
4: good to
2: see that's where, where
5: things continue. Yeah, That's where Jordan Seaton is headed. On the coaching front, in the state of South Carolina, Chennis Berry is 22 and 2 at Benedict right here in Columbia, and he is not going far. South Carolina State will be his next destination. Uh, congratulations to him. Buddy Pugh, of course, retiring this year. The legendary Buddy Pugh. There's not a human on earth who's ever had a bad word to utter about one of the great coaches this state has ever seen. Formerly at South Carolina, Coach Holt's staff. He's been at State forever, retiring. And now, uh, Chennis Berry will be the new head football coach there. So, that's a that's a neat move. Uh, good luck to to South Carolina State and the Bulldogs. And those guys, on a bigger coaching front, Uh, according to Ross Dellinger, who writes for Yahoo Sports, tweeted a little while ago that Duke, and boy, are they going from A to B in a hurry, uh, is finalizing a deal to make Penn State defensive coordinator Manny Diaz their next head football coach, following in the footsteps of Mike Elko. Y'all's thoughts on that? Well...
4: <laughs> well Manny claimed down in uh what, I, Miami?
1: Yeah, he, Miami. He actually Miami. had a better record than Mario Cristobal. Was. Right. That's true. Uh <laughs> maybe not for I know I don't think it's a bad hire. Uh is Manny Diaz the guy. I mean he's kind of going back to the future a little bit cuz if you remember um Manny took the Temple job. Right? And then Left Temple because Rick retired at Miami suddenly. And so left Temple to come back to take Miami. So it's kind of that same type of of gig. You know, Temple had a string of really good coaches there, including Matt Rule. Al Golden was actually good when he was there, Uh, et cetera, et cetera. But Duke's a tough job, man. You've got to have an ultimate more with less guy to compete there. Uh, Which Elko was, which Steve Spurrier was when he was there, and which David Cutcliffe was. And those are the only three guys that have won. So,
5: yeah. And he was not a, like a, I wouldn't call him a quote failure at Miami. He was 21 and 15, 16 and nine in the league down there. It really, I mean, guys, honestly, it was the non con that killed him. I mean, just five and six in the non conference at at the U.
2: I think
1: Derek Mason was by far a worse hire. Um, At Middle Tennessee. At Middle Tennessee. And they actually fired a good coach to get him Um, than Manny Diaz would be. But am I sitting here going, man, Duke's going to keep on rolling? Hard for me to say that with that one.
5: Yeah. The other news, and this is major news in itself, Michigan is working to extend Jim Harbaugh for five years. thought he was on a lifetime contract. guess that went away. Uh, Five years, $11 million per year, according uh, to uh, some reports out there, the main hurdle that is left before this deal can really truly be finalized, no matter what you've read, is that they want Jim Harbaugh to commit in writing that during this, uh, this cycle, he will not pursue an NFL job.
4: Oh, haven't, didn't they do that a few years ago? Saying you can't go talk to, I can't remember what team it was at the time. Heck, it
1: might've been Chicago. He did <laughs> the, it anyway. And he nah, did he, it anyway. Yeah. Dude, no, he almost took, he was going to take the Vikings job. Yeah. Minnesota. Uh, because he went to Minnesota, way. spent the day there. Everybody's expected him to take it. Everybody's coming up with hot boards and stuff for that Michigan job. And Minnesota's like, nah, we'll pass. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota passed. No, no kidding. I'm not, I I, I poop you not, James. Uh, you know, so that's, uh, but look, if there's one friend, now look, it, there's a difference between what Bears fans want and what people that have covered the Bears, because there was a big article in The Athletic from the Bears beat writer about the time is now to go get Jim Harbaugh. Cause Eber Floke or whatever his name is, is like five and 20, whatever. Uh, things aren't, things aren't necessarily getting any better here. Right. <laughs> uh, and so there's, and then what the McCaskey family is willing to do because they're the ones that, that run it. Now, grandma McCaskey is 98 years old. I don't know that she's calling any shots, but these people have owned this franchise for a long time. They don't like to spend money. They don't like to, I mean, they're trying to build a new stadium. I mean, would they be, would they be one of those that, you know, is willing to spend what it took to, with Harbaugh is Harbaugh going to be able to get along with everybody in Chicago, you know, Um, including the GM and, and now the president, Kevin Warren who used to be the commissioner of the Big Ten, who tried to unilaterally cancel college football a few years ago. One guy was not happy about that, and that was Jim Harbaugh. Actually, Michigan and Ohio State were not happy. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would be the one – now, the other franchise they're talking about is Vegas, uh, the Raiders for him. Um, I guess from his time in the Bay Area, he knows the Davis family or whatever. But uh, I think you take management and ownership out – and, and I think Chicago is a very serious player with him, but you just can't count on these guys are These guys and gals are wild cards, man. You yeah. never know what they're going to do. I mean, so uh, I would say that it would not surprise me to see him sign this deal, provided his ego doesn't get in the way. And he's like, well, who are you to tell me that I can't interview with anybody? Cause that could happen too.
2: Yeah.
5: And, and, and how many attorneys are being con- contacted on both sides of this deal? I mean, obviously every, every both, both sides have any and every attorney that's worth uh, anything looking through every slip of paperwork uh, to make sure that their best interests are buttoned up. Their best interest may be that they, yeah, I'll sign the deal, but is there, is there something that if we have to contest it down the road, That I can get out of. I just don't know, though. I mean, unless he's fired for something, you know, negligent that happens, is he gonna is he gonna make eleven million dollars a year to coach in the NFL? I mean, you're gonna make more money staying in Michigan.
1: Probably. Yeah. I mean, I I would think. I don't. I don't know the McCaskies are gonna pay you that much. It's 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 a frugally run franchise here, folks.
5: Well, I mean, very frugal. I'm just. I mean, I'm just talking about like. I mean, I guess he could. I mean, Belichick makes what twenty million. Um, who makes who makes the next most? Peyton, Sean Payton, him, Carroll, yeah, one of those
1: guys. The Bronco, P. Carroll, Sean Payton probably get paid.
5: But the large majority of guys who are in the NFL are making probably ten, twelve million or less. So you're going to make at least. I mean, Michigan. You could, go, you could go to them and say, I've got an offer for $15 million, and Michigan would probably say, well, we want to keep you, so we'll give you $15 million. I mean, it, I, I don't think
1: you need to. The Big up. Ten, as those schools have a lot of cash. I mean, it, it's not – and I don't know. Is Harbaugh money motivated? I, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. All right, so here's a clarification on Mario Anderson. Um, I know 24-7 probably marks him as in the portal, uh, but I'll read you this uh, from our esteemed leader. Pat Tholey, who's our team leader uh, from Nashville, that makes these decisions. Uh, it was Tuesday. Today we huddled as a group and decided if a player announces his intentions to enter the portal, it's okay to mark him in the portal that day. You do not have to wait till he officially shows up in the NCA transfer portal. So there you go. There you go. So that's 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 where the disconnect is. Um, but my understanding is he's not in in the portal uh as of ten minutes ago, you know, when I checked. So we'll see. Maybe he officially does get in there. Um uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, nothing new on Nick Ibn Wore. Personally, I'd be surprised if he's not back. So we
5: are out of time in hour number one. Mike Morgan is up next. Final couple of hours here on Inside the Game Cactive Show. That's all good out there. for the I know it know Some of that well. Thursday Why does
1: this happen?
4: Bill. I don't know. Well, yeah, a hard time hearing that. That's all right.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Sometimes when the music starts, it just, JB, you go away. <laughs> we heard none of that.
4: <laughs> so, we'll a <good> break. Can <laughs> you, you, you hear me now? now?
1: Yeah, you now. Great. Oh,
4: Yeah, yeah. You're crystal clear now. I don't know. Sometimes it's like it,
1: sometimes when the music, when then a vocal will start and it'll pop, you'll pop back on. It's weird.
3: Yeah.
1: Either
5: way. Either way, we got to get a break.
4: <laughs> well, so I had, had to there. explain it to the audience because <laughs> right. they're
1: going to be sitting there going, why in the hell get you guys fix this? <laughs>
0: Right. That's right. Work in progress. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil. Are crafted by Southern hands and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka. To celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome to Palm Casual Patio Furniture. Because we are the factory, Palm Casual has the ability to offer the highest quality outdoor furniture paired with world-class service. Since 1979, our factory showrooms have done our best to make the buying process as easy as possible for our customers. Our understanding of the many factors that go into your decision has helped us create our 30-day trial period that increases the level of comfort our customers feel during the shopping experience. Visit us in Somerville and online at pomcasual.com. Gamecock owned and operated.
5: Michael Campbell arrived at South Carolina in 2003 after growing up in Virginia and was dubbed the Winchester Rifle by Gamecock's great Tommy Moody in the broadcast booth. He left in 2006 a legend, a career 315 hitter and 20th round draft pick of the San Diego Padres Campbell is first all-time in games played at bats and triples, second all-time in hits with 299 singles and total bases, third all-time in doubles, top 10 in runs scored and RBI, and he hit 31 home runs in his career for the Gamecocks. Now he's passing his knowledge to the next generation through his business, Soup's Swing Shop. If your son or daughter wants to improve their game, Soup's Swing Shop offers virtual lessons. Mike will connect with you diagnose your swing and create a special game plan to help improve it call them at 859-414-8240 email soups swingshop at gmail.com or find them on social media and on the chief sports app Soup swing shop play ball welcome home that's what the gamecocks say and so does the barn Dough company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit the Barndominiumco.com. That's the TheBarndominiumCo.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Welcome back noon on Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndominium Co., the com always live from the Cinerama studios. Today is Thursday, December the 7th. We all might remember something that happened on December the 7th, 1941. That would be called Pearl Harbor. Thoughts and prayers always and always remembering with the brave that lost their lives and that fought from that day forward for America and, quite frankly, for the rest of the world, uh, the greatest generation involved in all that. So we will, of course, think about them. The National Anthem today dedicated uh, to that great group of individuals who went out and did what they did. It's hard to believe it's been, gosh, 1941, man. like this is 2023. Yes. 82 years. Wow. My
1: dad passed away on December 7th of 1995. So this will always be a day I remember for two reasons. But uh, certainly, you know, what happened that day uh, awakened a sleeping giant, so to speak. And uh, we all know the history there. And and I saw what happened. Our country really pulled together. And I, I think, quite frankly, all of us in Gen X and millennial generation and Baby boomers, and then whatever the, whatever the the younger one is Z, I guess, we could all learn something from those folks, in my yep. opinion, as you far that, as uh, right. what it means to be a citizen of this country and the, the togetherness that that uh, throughout most of our history we've thrived on, and, and I hope that uh, I hope it could just happen naturally. And it won't take a tragedy like that to, uh, to pull us together again.
5: I still think sometimes about as we get Mike Morgan in here for power hour what it what on earth could you have been thinking or feeling when when you were getting out of those boats in normandy you know running onto the beach taking on all that fire like how how brave you know what you're about to encounter like you know what's coming like the, the, this could be the last time i see everything that i'm seeing right now uh you know it's amazing it's just amazing mike Glad to have you, my man. I know you've uh, you've already been at work this morning, and uh, <laughs> we're going to work you for the next couple of hours. Yeah,
6: man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for those that don't know, I've been filling in on 680 The Fan here in Atlanta, hosting the Buck Belue show uh, each day, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's a station with a lot of the guys. When I was doing uh, Braves, Braves Radio Network, in addition to calling games, I did a lot of pre and post, and so um, it, it's always kind of a, a landing spot for me. Uh, and um, I filled in on just about every show there except for Buck. <laughs> um, which is different, but it's just me. It's a solo show, and we don't take calls, much like on, and we don't have a chat row like we do on here. But I've I've just been jam packed with stuff. I have so much stuff on my mind lately. Um, these two months now, as as evidenced by our record numbers and audience, have been uh, uh there's just so much to cover. And and you, you you can't get it in three hours, let alone one. But had Seth Emerson on, another former South Carolinian who used to cover the Gamecocks and now covers Georgia for the Athletic and does so as well as anybody. And just talking to him about all things college football right now is a great talk. And, you know, the the Vandegrift transfer and whether or not Beck comes back for them. Is Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey going to opt out of the bowl game? I mean, these are all problems everybody else would love to have but um it's it's really um interesting there and just talking about some of uh, of those particular things and um you know between that and juggling nfl games and college basketball games i love it i, I mean I, I i love it and uh i can't wait to talk about what we talk about on this show i look forward to these couple hours every tuesday and thursday so uh it's been busy it's been fun and um Happy to join you, folks, as always. Uh,
1: another piece of breaking news: Trevor Etienne from the Florida Gators in the, yeah, portal. In the portal. Portal. Look out for yeah. Clemson and Georgia. There, uh, those are the two Shocker. schools that. No
6: way. I don't think Florida's lost some other guys too, haven't
1: they, JC? Yeah. I mean, else well, another starting defensive end today. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they they're they're a school that has a lot of attrition, but uh, also they were two
5: days ago they were at ten. Well, uh, you know, and I know they've had from some three
1: to ten,
6: yeah, back to back losing seasons. Um, this is just the nature of the beast, folks. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised. No. And, and look, the the one thing that Billy's been able to hang his hat on is that, yeah, you lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, you were six and seven one year. You're five and seven the next. Yeah, you've had you're part of the three straight losing seasons for the first time in the program's uh well since right around world war ii while we're on the subject um but the recruiting class the recruiting class this is what billy can do that dan mullen couldn't well <laughs> these kids now they they just change at the flick of a hat I, you know they, something goes bad and psh, decommit something goes bad and psh, portal so if if top notch programs are losing kids to the portal, it should come as no surprise that a struggling Florida program is losing kids to the portal. Um, that's just where we are.
5: Well, it's well, and you, and you've got NIL agents out there now. We've just learned of a situation like that at South Carolina you know, with the Gamecocks starting running back Mario Anderson. And and what we're also learning about some of this is, you know that uh, that there's a I don't want to I don't want to be disrespectful, to anybody, but I mean this is the only way not to say it. There's a game being played, and Mike, we've we've hit on this before. JC, you're in the middle of it, so you might clearly know about it. Um, there's, a, there's a game being played, and that game is let's see what you're worth. Let's see what you're worth to the team that you're playing for or to those that support the team that you're playing for. Let's see what you're worth to some other team, and if you've got an NFL option, guess what? Ding, ding, ding. Let's see what you're worth to the NFL guys, and let's try to figure out you know, if there's a better situation out there, for, well, I love being here. Well, that's right. But this team might love you for another hundred grand. So let's at least hear the offers before we. So what am I getting at here? You know, much like the Mario Anderson situation, which we hit on earlier. I don't, according to what I'm seeing in JC's by the sound of your voice here. Don't Don't anticipate this is going to be the deal with Trevor Etienne. But this is the first week of the portal, right? Where it's officially open. How many guys that have entered the portal in the next week or two? are going to withdraw their name from the portal and stay at the institution that they're planning to, quote, transfer from. I'm not saying it's going to be a major number of young men, but there will be a bunch of guys that do that. Because, again, this is a game that's
1: being played in this new era.
6: There there's because over a thousand guys are in the portal. There's not a thousand places to go.
1: Look, man, you don't have to keep yeah. their spot open now. I mean, once they go no, to the don't. portal, you don't yeah. have to keep a spot I'll, open. So, I,
5: on that, hey, do you remember what was the number last year of kids? There was a, it was a large number. What was the percentage of kids? Uh, gosh, I don't even know how to ask the question. Whether it's Power Five, G Five, all involved, FCS, what's the retention but, rate? Uh, well, of kids that entered the portal and never found a place to play, because there's yeah, a lot of them. There's
6: a lot of them. And to JC's point, I have had multiple coaches tell me. Because when you start uh, doing games like in November later in the year is when you start hearing rumblings about kids thinking about going in the portal, multiple coaches have told me the moment they say their name is in the portal, we clean out the locker, you're done. We, uh, now, not all coaches take that approach. Some coaches can't. Can't afford to take that, quite frankly. But I've had a number of coaches that have said the moment they say portal, we don't want you in the building. You, in essence, you're dead to us. Like nothing personal, but you you go on to greener pastures. We got to move on from you. So that's the delicate balance too. Like, do you want to play the game of, okay, fine, we'll screw you, um, you're gone, or can you afford to take that risk in case the kid decides he's going to come back and you're like, no, no, we'll take you. We'll, ta- I didn't mean that. We're we still love you. Uh, some programs can do it.
1: Some can't. It's a balancing act. I think it depends on the kid, too, and how they handle it. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a right way and a wrong way to handle it. In some situations now with even social media and all that spiral out of control, like (laughs) juice wells, uh, you know, to where you just don't. Both sides are like, ah! Even if the door was cracked a little bit, sometimes that it takes care of itself. So, I... uh, and, and,
5: and, 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 you know, again, too, like it, there's a, <clears throat> the juice wells thing that happened yesterday. Again, I, I work in this industry. Um, I, I however, I, I decided to do things with my children and my family yesterday. I, I chose not to follow the ins and outs of juice wells golf cart repossession. Um, cause I don't really <laughs> care, but at the end of the day, what, what we're finding here, Mike, <laughs> you live in Atlanta. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, you call NFL games and but you've been in college athletics essentially your your entire adult life. Yes. And um, there is a it's not even I don't even know if we could even begin to explain the difference in the enthusiasm in the fandom of college athletics versus the NFL, because it is a major, major difference. The NFL, it's a it's a it's a. Uh, while it's all entertainment, it is an entertainment league. It is a business league. Nobody goes to the games unless they're any good. And when they go there, they have freaking swimming pools in the ballpark, and movie theaters, and shopping malls, and all kinds of all this other crap just to get people to walk into the stadium and see a bunch of guys they have no idea who they are. In college football, we grow up and we we fall in love with these players. They become our heroes. and the whole nine yards. We don't just buy a jersey to wear it to the game. We buy a jersey because that's the kid, that's the guy that we loved. Um and and I and you're seeing some of that slip and and that that is a fear of mine in this sport, and it has been for a long time that might sound pathetic, might sound ridiculous but but you are seeing like this juice Wells thing you're seeing hatred and venom come out for this guy, yeah, and you used to just not have it, and well, you're getting it, you're getting it
6: my my opening commentary on the the show on six eighty today uh I didn't go Falcons. Falcons are six and six and they're uh, leading the worst division, perhaps (laughs) in the history of pro football. Uh, I didn't go Braves because no, to answer Jared's question, they did not get Dylan Cease and I don't think they will. I don't think the Braves are going to get a a frontline starter and they're not getting Otani. Please stop people. You're, (laughs) you're, it's like a supermodel uh, who happens to be a waitress and she's flirting with you and you think she really likes you, but she's just working for tips. Otani is not coming to Atlanta. Um, the I started off the show with a bit of a commentary on that this is the new normal, uh, and it's no longer like I think most coaches, at least the ones that I've talked to, they've embraced NIL and they're fine with pay for play. It's the pay for stay part of the equation that they despise, the fact that they have to re-recruit their own players who already, you know, like a Juice Wells and like so many others, uh, they have been pampered, they've been given a lot of money. Uh, they have been, they've had access to, I mean, the, the facilities out of South Carolina are just as good as many NFL teams in terms of, you know, physical treatment, uh, physical therapy, meals, everything. This is is not 1984 college football. This is the new age. And if you're an SEC athlete, you're living a pretty damn good life. And so. Uh, the pay for stay where I have to be paranoid in November when I'm trying to focus on wins for my football team, looking over my shoulder and okay, which kid is looking for, again, I'll use that term and get your minds out of the gutter BBD. They're looking for a bigger, better deal. And that is the part of the equation that just sucks in the NFL. When you have free agency, when somebody gets picked up, they sign a contract and they don't, they don't get paid unless they honor that contract. So don't don't just constantly look for another team every year. In this case, they're getting the NIO money. It seems like much of it up front, or if not during the year, they, the, the checks get cash, and then pff, they're looking for the bigger, better deal. Something clearly has to be done on that end. If you want to treat them like pro athletes, let's treat them like pro athletes. Pro athletes are not allowed to do this, folks. This right. is not how it works in the NFL. So you're, you're giving the players all the ability – to look out for their best interest, but to also at the same time stick the middle finger up at the program that helped put them on the map. That's not the way, nobody could argue that's a just way of doing this. It's ridiculous. And because the NCAA has said, not my problem anymore, you guys figure it out. And of course, Congress is never going to be able to figure it out, we, we are going to spin our wheels on this, I think, for a while. I don't think a solution is coming in the near future.
5: I think people are scared to make a decision. I will,
1: for- a- I will ask you guys about this. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, proposed yeah. the new subdivision, which I think we all saw coming. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to unpack with that. I think, okay, so is it good for to clean up maybe some of the craziness in college football with the rosters and all that? Yes. But I think college athletics in general and those schools that do break off will have to decide this. I know college football makes the money, but what are we doing to college athletics in general for the sake of football, including conferences on every coast, uh, paying guys? um, You know, if this happens, Mike, JB, and Phil, guess what? One of the most beloved sporting events in our country goes away. In its current form, March Madness, because the the, the smaller guys are going to compete at a completely different level, level athletically. And
5: I, Rick Pitino uh, tweeted uh, about that, and he was spot on too, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Patino, uh he's like this like a cast system or something. He dropped the cast system. I said something about India, too. I was like, oh, you may get uh, canceled for that. I don't know. I don't think but, he cares. Uh, I don't think Rick Pitino he gets a flying. <laughs> Rick's in his 70s. And, yeah, yeah. A- yeah, care, man, don't, he do not care. He do not care.
5: care. Say whatever you want. <laughs> after, all,
1: he's got, after all, he's been accused of publicly. I don't think he's worried about it, man. I mean, yeah, he's
6: been through a lot worse. Dude's
1: like... It's yeah. like a cast member from Goodfellas, you know. It's like, I, he just doesn't give a crap. I am a but, uh, huge
5: fan of the Rick Bettino Stephen Garcia way of thinking. I don't care what you think about
1: uh, it. Yeah, I, I love absolutely it. Absolutely
5: agree with that. 100%. But
1: that's uh, so. That's uh, and I started. I was on the air in Tuscaloosa today talking about this, and I was like, because they they brought it up. I was like, guys, y'all Wimp and Barry are both college basketball coaches. I mean, think think about what it'll do to that sport, which is a revenue sport, which does have value. I mean, I. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think you got to find a way to make everybody happy. And that's always hard with anything, but, but, and I know, and like I said, I know football, the money's big, but like JB said, and, and like people have pointed out, if the fans aren't there,
5: Mm-mm. if the fans there. start
1: revolting if about it, because everything they loved about the sport's gone, um, then it's that then the overall value of that sports going to decrease and, absolutely you know but, but you, you don't do it that's where
6: jb's point jc uh all we need is mad dog to have a first initial with the letter j mad uh dog. that's where Jamie's point of the the passion of college football fans you know the 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 difference between that and nfl fans although i would argue that nfl fans do tailgate and do I mean, J.C. in Chicago, you know this. Like, It does have a it's little bit of certain, a It's you know, in certain like markets. In certain markets. Like your Buffaloes, yeah, your wide, Pittsburghs, your up yeah, north. Really. Green Bay. Uh, you the know, Raiders not, fans. Yeah, are still yeah, yeah. Big, but, yeah. But, but to Jamie's point, see, this is – I mean, college football fans have had to put up with a lot of crap for years and years and years, but it's still about the name on the front of the jersey. Like Gamecock fans and fans of Tennessee and Ole Miss fans, you're not going anywhere, and they know that. You're not, go- I don't care how much you can threaten and say, ah, I'm never going to, it's like baseball fans after 94. I'm never going to watch baseball again. Well, you did. You came back. Um, if you are, if that's your alma mater, if that's the, the team you've grown up loving and adoring, you're, you're not going to all of a sudden become apathetic because I don't like the way the financial structure is and kids have no loyalty and it's be- basically become like the NFL. Does it take a ding? Yeah. Uh, maybe you donate less money. I don't know. But the, the. I don't think that college passion is going anywhere. Like, the ratings have never been better. Attendance is good. The money generated has never been better. And so they know this. Like, they know no matter what happens, you're still going to be there. Like, we're still going to be talking about it 10 years from now. And fans are still going to pack the seats of williams Bryce, And you're still going to watch every game on TV if you're not there. Uh, And I will say one other thing on what J.C. just said. That is a distinct possibility, but here's how I think this does wind down, just one man's opinion. I think the NCAA continues to monitor basketball, which takes in a billion dollars a year. It's the biggest generator that they have, uh, and that's how you, you support the other 87 sports championship games. The NCAA is basically it's an event planner. And they do a good job. They do a good job of putting on the basketball tournament, the wrestling tournament, the baseball tournament, the softball tournament, the gymnastics tournament. They do a good job of that. But Except, where I, except for
5: the Blue Cup rule. Not a big fan yeah. of the Blue Cup rule.
6: But they are <laughs> going to be out of the football business entirely. And they we're kind of already there, but I, yeah. I think it's all football is going to be run by those power schools a hundred percent of the revenues, a hundred percent of the key decisions, a hundred percent of everything will be done without anything done or said by the NC2A. That's where I think we're headed.
5: They have to. They have no choice. They can't control it. They've control everything else for the most part. They cannot control this. No, and they've got it's to get big. out. It's they've it's got to get out. And I know somebody asked earlier about what well, why isn't there a conference commissioner? Uh, and, and my my guy Con- Quantrell, we need to invite Quantrell on Monday because I love this guy. But he says Is Greg Sankey's ego too big to allow it. It's the opposite.
6: No, it's, that's it's, not it's the, at all. It's, it's the exact opposite of that. Uh, Greg yeah. Greg Sankey would be the guy, but uh, no question. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, but 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 there, you know, the other conferences would obviously have a problem with that. There'd be a conflict of interest. Um, and Greg's not leaving the SEC so he can become the czar of college football. Uh, which which job would you rather have? I'd rather be the commissioner of the SEC and not have to worry about the headaches of that other nonsense and be a, a true suit uh, delegate as opposed to being associated with the top uh, conference in the land by a country mile. So I, that that's not happening. Um, and, and Charlie Baker, is, is, he's, is he better than his predecessor? Yeah. Is he going to really move the needle? He's saying a lot of the right things, but I don't – again, I just – you you have all these factions looking out for their best interest none of them care about the overall health of the sport enough to really sit at a table like the five families and the mob and like hey you know you do your thing and i do my thing but let's not kill each other let's let's try to have this thing you know this this thing that we do let's have it work that doesn't exist because we we've said like when when what's the the clown at the big 10 kevin warren i mean he's trying to run end-arounds and do things uh, that make him look smarter than Greg Sankey, and instead he just take a giant egg and put it on his face and and walked out the door with a big omelet on his head. Uh, Jim Phillips of the ACC is a nice man. I've met him. He's he's good guy, but he's not going to uh, merge with Greg. He's got to worry about the ACC. He's got Florida State and Clemson trying to get out of the league. He's got a he's got his own problems. So you've got everybody that's out for their own conference. That you don't have nobody that's really saying here's what's good for everybody involved. That doesn't exist, and the NCAA has virtually no power over the sport of college football, which is why I don't see the the type of changes that they're talking about seem pretty Pollyannish to me because I don't. It's one thing to say it, hey, this is a good idea. It's another thing to implement it and to get people to agree to it, and I don't see that in the near future. Mm, no.
5: Uh, it's, uh, it's, they've got to find a way, And I know we got to get to a break here. They've got to find a way to get leadership in college football, but you've got different levels of this sport that all need, like every level below the power five level essentially is supported by the power five. And, and, and there's a trickle down effect there. And so you've got to be careful how you do it. Right. Because you, if you, if you're not, it, you're going to eliminate things, not to mention, not, or, uh, programs not to mention every one of these conference commissioners in the president they all have a vote so the, you know the guys in conference USA the guys in the, the Mountain West whatever it is their voice is as loud as Greg Sankey's when you get in these rooms right Mike to make, make a lot of these decisions yeah. and so as of now you're at a you're you were totally at a stalemate none of this stuff that we're talking about will ever happen until they get some sort of structure away from the NCAA
6: that's right uh, uh, that's yeah uh, and and Look, the, the, the power four, uh, which is basically what we're down to now, they don't really care about what Conference USA thinks should be done for the betterment of college football. They're like, look, that's cute. You go sit in the corner. Let the adults come up with the solution here. Sunbelt, you're a nice story. A little pat on the head, we like you guys. But this is this is the big boy table, and we need to make the big boy decisions which would include taking the big boy money. Uh, the the playoff was kind enough to let a Group Five champion in. That's uh, as of now. That's in the 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 language of who uh, one of those twelve is going to be a Group Five champion. That could change with the next deal, but as of now. But other than that, no, they're not. They're not. They don't. They have no interest in what the Mac has to say on any of these matters.
5: I've got interest in what all of you have to say, but we'll have to do that after the break. Don't go anywhere. It is the Power Hour, proudly presented by our friends at Palmetto Medicare. That guy's not very handsome, Brian Spencer, 803-960-9484, and neither is this guy, Ryan Brewer. His family much better looking than he is. That's Ryan true. Brewer, Fence, former – I mean, do I need to explain who Ryan Brewer is? Come on. Uh, if, if you don't know who Ryan Brewer is, you probably shouldn't be watching the show. But if you need a fence, that's what you need to call. Ryanbrewer.net is where you can contact him. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks. We'll be right back. Columbia and go Game Pass.
1: Oh, Joe here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. Mmm, and the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. it's mm good Coach O signing off in the of summer go Tiger.
2: for chicken cock we get a medium to medium plus toast the char level we use a number three level char if you char too deep you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created if you just char a barrel and you don't toast it
6: This break is presented by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, the state newspaper's 2023 winner for best catering, best barbecue, and best food truck. Visit BillyG'sCarolinaBarbecue.com for all of your catering needs. Ladies and
3: gentlemen, here it is.
6: which is every time, 803-543-6297, 803-543-6297.
5: Shop Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season. Major discounts on treadmills, rowers, ellipticos, and more. Proud partners of Carolina Rise, Inside the Gamecocks, and the Chiefs Sports Network. CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com. 843-388-0999, Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season.
4: the five and ten
1: glistening once again with
4: candy canes and silver lanes aglow
3: it's beginning to look a lot like christmas toys in every
4: store but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that
5: will be on your own
4: front door
5: all right uh 12 here on inside the gamecocks the show that was recorded Back in 2002, Mike Morgan in studio in Columbia, South Carolina. We had to dig it up uh, to get it into a bumper here, but a fine voice. We've told you. I missed times, it. What was he, that? He is the so, Golden Tones, and there you go. I, just,
6: well, I missed that. What, what did I miss? Were you not listening? I heard Christmas music, and then I, yeah. was it before the Christmas yeah. music?
1: No, it well, was well, you singing the Christmas music. One. Singing the Christmas music. Totally mm-hmm. missed that. <laughs> Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, I, I, I went you, over your head, buddy. All right, I thought you. I, I thought I, I, I missed like a like a call of something. You, you had, I'm like, are, what? So when Jamie does this, Jamie's just like Will Ferrell when he plays Alex Trebek in Jeopardy. He doesn't break character. He'll just throw something at you, yes. and then and then then you'll have to like determine it, and it ends up being really funny. Well, Sahara Desert sarcasm. Yeah, he, he he did this to Michael Flint at a bar one night, and I won't say what he said, but it, he didn't <laughs> even. He didn't even break character, and it was just like it, it, you kind of pause for two seconds. You're like, "That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> so you, you got to Jamie will keep you on your toes. I've learned that. He like, will observing him. He will uh, through the years. Well, a so. a, hey, hey, t- t-
5: I, that that chick was crazy. So, I needed to do that to make sure that Mike didn't do anything stupid. But it was just so,
1: I mean, you just didn't even like, you weren't even like, you just like normal conversation. Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, that was hilarious. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> the side of the well, no,
5: that the, 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 the song is beginning to look a lot like Christmas at that- that was a recording for Mike back in 2002 when he was working in Thank Columbia you. as the voice of the yeah, Gamecocks. You're the Golden Tones. Nobody realizes that you. Form, formerly you were, uh, you did Christmas karaoke.
6: <laughs> I've got a couple of duet uh, albums with Bob Goulet that will be released uh, later Mike this month.
1: Morgan, Did Christmas you say
5: album. Michael yes. Bublé? Who did you say?
6: No. Bob Goulet. Oh, oh Bob Goulet. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's a Google Cajun Christmas feel. There you go.
1: It's like those records you used to get on the TV infomercials. I'll call 1-800-MIKE-TONES. It's the docile (laughs) tones of Mike Morgan singing all your favorite Christmas hits. (laughs) I
6: I have had people assume that I can sing, and I can promise you. There we go. VJ's all over the Goulet reference. Can you sing? Uh, Sing us something. No. No, I can't. I can't. Oh. That's what I'm telling you. Like I can't. And inevitably, inevitably it's like, the, oh, that. come on, you can. Well, and I'm like, no, kara- I can't.
1: How are we going to have a karaoke party here in 21 so, days? So, the last Mike, time I
6: did sing. karaoke, the last time I did karaoke, JC, and I am not promising this uh, at your uh, bachelor party, <laughs> uh, I had just proposed to my wife in Key West. I was feeling uh, pretty good about myself for multiple yeah. reasons. And my cousin and I went to a – we got roped into it. This was not uh, predestined or not, not uh, arranged, I should say. Maybe it was predestined. I was, I was predestined to sing karaoke at a bar in Key West. Some guy outside of a new karaoke bar in Key West said, Hey, you guys, come on in. And so we went in, and next thing I know, me and my drunk cousin are up there singing Piano Man uh, <laughs> from Billy Joel. And there is video and pictures of that. We'll not play the video on this show. But uh yeah, we rock the house, man. Yeah, I know we somebody that does
1: piano, man, Phil.
6: Yes, yes.
1: Don't we? Don't we know somebody that's really that's kind of one of his go to songs?
4: We do. There's I think somebody, you try it every once in a while. Say, man. Perhaps, yourself.
1: perhaps I do. Perhaps it's yeah. nine o'clock on a Saturday. Saturday.
2: Oh, the crowd shuffles.
1: There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. Uh, I can keep going. Do you get paid for that? No.
4: Only when they throw money
1: at him. He said. (laughs) He said. I can't get high on him. He said Bill, I believe this is killing me. As the <laughs> smile ran away from his face. But I'm sure that I could be a movie star if I could get out of this place. Oh la da 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 de, da. La da da, de, da da
2: da da. All
1: right, you guys have to come to the bachelor party and the rest. I wouldn't pay one penny Sold. to hear that. So pooper. I probably was a little Somebody, off.
5: Somebody – all right. Well, here's how we can get you paid for that. This <laughs> Venmo idea of NIL that – did you all see this yesterday reported by Football Scoop? No. Can anybody see no. this? Okay. Hold on to your britches. Yeah. Uh, here's an outside-the-box idea for you. Bill Bush, former veteran college coach, turned radio host on The Ticket, 93.7 FM, uh, came up with an idea. to He's coached everywhere, by the way. He's coached at Nebraska. He's coached at Ohio State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Utah, Mexico State, guys, and Utah State. Um, When you make a big play, a player in the game, you're watching the game, Gamecocks are playing, Bam Martin Scott sacks the quarterback, they fumble, and he picks it up and runs it in the end zone. On the jumbotron, the player's Venmo account pops up, and you can, as a fan, scan it and give him a tip.
1: Guess the rules.
5: Well, no, I understand that, but if if they would if they would allow for that, this was his idea. Oh, intre- Oh, man, that's a grand idea. Okay. Well, all right. Well, here's. Okay, fair enough.
4: I'm gonna start what doing about, that here.
5: What about when your quarterback throws a pick six to lose the game? Can you Venmo your money back out?
6: No, he Venmos you. What, yeah. (laughs) What about,
5: what about, what about you hand the football to your running back and uh, he goes to, he breaks the wrong way, but luckily his offensive lineman in the middle of breaking his leg blocks the guy in front of him. He's out for the rest of the season, but he scores. Everybody Venmos the running back. The guy makes, you know, a thousand bucks in the, lineman who's broken his leg to allow him to make the run is sitting here going, yeah, I want some of that money or else you wouldn't be in the end zone, and I'm out the rest of the season. This was the
3: dumbest
1: idea I've ever heard. Why are people even talking Why, are, it, why it, any excitement around something? It's to try to capitalize on what the fantasy football thing, and here's what we do. Uh, my boy Will Strickland did this on Big Spur, we're eventually going to make it into an app where everybody can kind of play. And you have to be careful because you can't – you can like, okay, so in other words, like our guys on Big Spur would say, all right, I got $6 on Spencer Rattler's touchdowns or four on every 15 yards Mario games or, you know, six on every catch Xavier makes. And they pledge that. It's like, you know, when your kid does the, 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 the laps, the laps for the school, you know, uh, and you pledge, you know, 25 cents a lap or something and they go and you pay and they raise funds that way and so then but the, the winners they have to pay in but they get prizes if they win at the end because you, you can't you can't like you can't split the money or anything it's against the, there's laws that govern this kind of stuff um, Gift cards. so we we do that but it's um it's it's yeah, just one of those things this is totally
5: well, VJ says, wait, you mean a system to incentivize players based upon their performance in their job? I'm sorry. Am I misunderstanding something? Are these guys not incentivized enough to go out there and do what they're supposed to do? They're on the field. Like, your your job is to po- – you're supposed to make plays. Like, that that's a ridiculous comment. Oh, I'm not going to score. I'm not going to make a play here unless I'm getting paid for it. What? Then get the F out of here. What, oh, you're not you on this team
4: 10 years ago you like, know an education and lifelong limitless networking opportunities were enough yeah, to get players to to play on the
1: field. you can do something too though but you could set it up where you have like a player specific membership fee or something but again i'm going one. to ask
5: the question in this team sport that they call football it is a team sport right? i just want to make sure right yeah. just in case okay all right just want to make sure um when the offensive lineman breaks his leg and clears the way for the running back who gets a $10,000 tip from 80,000 people that are in the ballpark that day, who's giving the offensive lineman money?
1: Yeah, you can't do anything You like can't that. do it. I mean, it's just I mean, not. Some of this it's, stuff it's, it's, is just gibberish. It, that makes it more of a... That makes it even... <laughs> that, that would ruin the sport. Uh, you know, if you attach something to how the... to a game performance...
5: It's over, as
1: long it's as you over. don't. Yeah, as long, but, you, but you you could do it, but you can't incentivize the individual. You have to incentivize the, the whole That's fun. what put
6: Miami on probation when you had yeah. uh, Luther Campbell of Two Life Crew. This is so University of Miami. Luther Campbell of Two Life Crew offering cash rewards for good play or a good hit, or he's right there on the sideline, and he's he's got $100 bills, yo, and if a certain Miami Hurricane player – did something great, old Luther would roll off. He'd slice him off, a few hundred here, a few thousand there. Back then, two live crew was bringing in a lot of cash. He was doing okay, um, and eventually the NCAA found out about that. Yeah, no, you 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 can't do that.
1: No, no not at all. Probation. That's totally bad. I mean, yeah, that's
6: really not good. You that's can't good. do yeah. that. Thank you, you know, Luther. but look,
1: it's, I, I. You can't until until the NCAA says. All right, you know we can actually because the new proposal is you can pay them for playing. You, I mean, I think it, they're trying to cap it at like thirty thousand a year per player, and, and some kind of trust fund or something where they get it afterward. Uh And then schools can start doing NIL deals and stuff. Um Do you see until any, that happens? Do you, you see
5: any you negative to that? Or would let me ask that question differently? I'm sorry, because uh, Mike, Mike, myself, and Phil. We're, we're, I mean we're all business partners here, but we don't know what the hell happens in i l half the time we just read you know our decks and <laughs> you know i so like if if it went under that umbrella if it went under that umbrella um what are the pros what what are the cons and and, and after your answer i I do have a follow up question I do have a follow up question. Mm-hmm. question of something I've been wanting to ask you publicly I'm not saying I have any insight into this but a follow-up question to all this. So what are the pros and cons of that coming under the umbrella of each institution?
1: Well, the pros are that, it, and like that specific model, I'm not, it just seems they're kind of like dribbling it out, but the pros are universities have a lot more firepower in terms of securing marketing deals than a collective may. Um, And that's not to say collectives would go away because there's also other aspects of that in terms of, you know, fundraising and and things of that nature. Um, But the 30 grand is not going to fly because there's guys making a whole lot more than that. Now there's guys making a lot less, but that's probably not going to fly. I guess what they're thinking is it would keep it even to a certain extent as far as base pay for play because everybody kind of be under the same rules. Uh, and then NIL will be over and above that. And I guess their hope is that it would be true NIL based on a player's value because you, at that point you're not getting into a, a social media marketing deal or something like that. You're, you're actually – businesses are evaluating how popular is this player or whatever and, and, and who do I want. and Maybe it just impacts the cream of the crop. Um, I think still, in my opinion – You know, because they're still trying to skirt around this employee thing and the trust thing, or the 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 blind trust, or whatever they're going to put it in, is just another way to do that. Uh, I still think that TV money, and and I guess TV money would facilitate some of this, but I still think tying it to TV money would help. Uh, I think it also, when you when you do that, you know, not all Power Five conferences are going to have the same resources, obviously, but I think. If we're going to talk about what nil really is, that's really nil. It's an entertainment product. Mike, when you go on TV and call a game, are you doing it for a scholarship? I mean, you know, (laughs) you get paid, don't you, to be on TV? I do. Uh, Every everybody gets paid to be on TV for anything they do, except Mike. You get paid. I do much more than
6: I used to, as a matter of fact. But but I also pay taxes on it, and so do sure. so too does my employer. Like, no 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 no. ESPN no has to play pay FICA and all that stuff. Oh wait, but Mike Mike, if you w-
5: what if you woke up tomorrow and you just put your name into a little database and you said, I'm not coming into work today, guys. Who wants
6: me? I would be relieved of my duties and they would oh. say thank you for uh, 10 good years behind the uh, microphone and the camera here and don't let the door hit you where the good, good Lord. Lord split you. Uh, my one little thing that I threw in there and nobody talks about this and I am not, I look, I, I don't, somebody does my taxes. I'm not a financial expert. I don't, but here's what I do know. The moment you label college athletics a true business and the moment a program like south carolina has to write checks to employees not only does the employee pay taxes so too does the employer the right. beautiful sis. the beautiful thing about this setup over time and memorial has been this is all tax free money the the athletic department budgets are all tax free money I don't know if it's tax-free anymore if you are going to label it a true business employer-employee relationship. So now that $100 million that you get, all of a sudden Uncle Sam says we'll take $35 million of that because you are no longer whatever makes you exempt from that. You are now a true business. You are the employer, and you pay taxes on that money like every other business. I don't think anybody wants that. And I don't hear anybody talk about this. And again, I'm not a financial expert, but I do know Uncle Sam eventually is going to want his cut of all this money. And right now he doesn't get it.
5: Well, and there's a reason why nobody talks about this, Mike, because we live in a video game world. That's why. Because you can create your dynasty or you can play Madden or whatever it is. And that's why everybody wants to fire everybody. And that's why everybody wants every top recruit and in the whole nine yards, because that's where we are. I mean half of the things that we talk about when it comes to all of this is not even doable. Like it's in and nobody like there's never any reality that comes to it in the half of this. You and your <clears throat> I know I know that um, we've had well like when we have the Park Avenue gals on you know they they have mentioned in some of their segments with us about tax preparation and things like that there are schools that are trying to help their their young men, their young ladies whatever it is, you know, whatever sport g- giving them p- Part of what they're doing to prepare them for these deals are tax services and this and the other. The rest of the world who comes up with all these ideas, they put them on Twitter, and then all of a sudden they feel like they're a genius, they don't ever mention that. We'll just do this. We'll just do that. There's rules no. and regulations for everything. Well, you yeah. have to 10-90. unwind and then rewind everything. All and right, you can
1: ahead. get caught with your pants down if you're a 1099 with taxes, trust me. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, Absolutely. It's not as easy. The W2 life is easy because you're not... You have to pay double taxes if you're ten ninety nine. Well, if you're a, if you're a college
5: tax. athlete and you're a ten ninety nine, what are you writing off?
6: If you're not paying, I taxes? don't think you're writing off anything. Not you don't have any
5: expenses. There, you have no expenses. <laughs> you have everything like paid you, for. They're, they're, exactly. They're literally. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. They they pay for everything. The like again. Okay, let's use South Carolina. You come in from Maryland. You're here for four. Years. What is that? What, what does that equate to, guys? One hundred sixty thousand dollars in in tuition. Then you've got your room and board. So it's a quarter million dollar deal that you're already getting on the backs of donors and and everything else. And then you're going to get so so you can't write any of that off. And then so now you're going to be you're going to be a 1099.
6: You're you're going to you're going to I mean, we've all gotten 1099s, right? I mean, for the longest time I was getting long. (laughs) Ten ninety nines because I was working for seven yeah. different people in broadcasting.
1: All three of y'all are about to get ten ninety nines from somebody. You know? <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, there you I, go. Yeah. That's, so, that's my preferred way to pay. You know? there,
6: there you go. Uh, yeah, so
5: all three of us have major write offs, and that's the big difference. Like that, you know, we keep track of I, all I know. these
1: things. May, I have maybe why, like my
5: business. I ten ninety nine everybody as well. It's up but, to you, pal. Good but, luck. I'll tell you though,
1: it, like the actual name, image, and likeness space, guys. Uh, you know, I. I did a little acting once upon a time. I got paid for it for some commercials and stuff. And all, but just about all of that's 1099. I think NASCAR paid W2, but like every other one I did, you're responsible for your own tech because you're an independent contractor. Um, and so, the if it was actual NIL, it is 1099, most of it, but it's not. <laughs> so maybe that's why they wanted to structure the 30 grand or whatever they're going to pay. In an educational trust, I do not know. Somebody that's a CPA, tell me, what would that what the tax implications on, on a trust be or whatever that is? I don't know. I'm not that smart
6: with it, that. It just seems like a way to call it something other than a business so you don't have to pay taxes as an employer on the $100 million that every SEC school is about to bring in before a single donation is even made. That's Correct. what you're looking at in TV money alone if you're in the SEC in the Big Ten you're looking at about $100 million a year. It's coming. So right now, what other business do you know that doesn't pay taxes on $100 million in revenue a year? It doesn't exist. But yeah. that's where we are in college athletics. And if you start calling this an employer-employee relationship, I don't know how you skirt the federal government. Well,
5: you're, you know, not, and you're not going to. And, like, VJ asked a great question here. and And I— and I, I VJ I, I think my response that he let me read it for those that are listening I thought public universities didn't pay taxes the same way that corporations do it's more like an NPO where they can't report profits they reinvest money into the school staff facilities etc um, not that you're not you're on it but when you Mike what you were just saying a minute ago okay all of a sudden all these school institutions begin bringing in you know a one point God knows what billion dollars whatever there, somebody, somebody's going to raise their hand
6: and go, "Whoa!" Hold well, that's what on. I'm saying. I mean, here's the thing v- too. Everything that v- that you just read from VJ, that is, that's the way this system has been set up for a century, right? And that is yeah. why universities are not paying taxes. But I don't know how you get around that if you call it a true employer-employee relationship. That's now. It's not. This is not money going back into the science department.
1: I don't know how you, I don't know how you get around that. No, you're going to be taxed on that money if they're employees. There's no question about it. And what it does, because see, all right, so Ray Tanner's an employee of, of the athletic department. They, they're all W two. Every all the coaches are W two for the most part. However, you're increasing what's called the head count. This is why corporations will they're much more likely to sign a 1099 consulting deal with you than to make you an employee. And what it does is it increases that head count. I mean, athletes compared to paid employees of an athletic department, and then take the and I know there's high salaries in the athletic department, but a lot of that money kind of gets moved. I mean, you know, you look at what they what like actual state salaries for these guys, and then what their contracts worth. There's a lot of money that gets comes from other places to fill these coaching contracts. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and then so and it's different. So what you're doing, Mike, to your point is you're exponentially increasing that headcount that you have to make a matching contribution for taxes on. I right. think if they're employees, you're required by law to put health insurance on all of FICA. them. I think they I think they already have that. But, yeah, you're paying out Social Security and all that. That is a massive amount of money
3: mm-hmm.
1: beyond what you're actually paying them and an extra expense. So you hit the nail on exactly. the head. Maybe that's why uh, Saunders says, uh, as far as the trust goes, that they would get a K-1 yeah, and see, that would be self-employed uh, on, on the trust. So so that's why they didn't go as far as, say, employees. You're, I think, Mike, you nailed right. it, and that's something nobody's ever talked nobody's about. Nobody's talking here. about it. I've been you know, talking about, years. about it dude. Yeah, you nailed that. That's that's why it was a trust instead of base salary. Because right. you talk salary, salaries, employee, W2. A trust, like Sonder points out. I think Sonder's an accountant. Uh, JK1 that, and liabilities right. just pass through taxation. And it doesn't, It the university's head count doesn't explode in the athletic department.
4: Is anybody surprised that President Baker, a former politician, would be taking us one step closer?
5: No, it's not. And, 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 and I know.
3: Taxation in this no,
5: realm? I mean. No, <laughs> and, and I agree. I, you're, you're on it, Phil. I mean, look, there's now you've, we knew, Mike, and then we got to go to break. I've been, Mike Morgan and I have been doing, you know, segments together for se- seven years, I think. Uh, and and Mike, I don't even remember how long ago it was. I think I was still on ESPN when a lot of this first started coming up. And and you hit on it then, and the message has been consistent ever since about, I'm telling you, you start getting the politics involved in all this crap. You're going to end up down a road that you never wanted to travel down. Mm-hmm. and And here we freaking are. Here we are in 2023. Here we are. You know, how quickly can we screw it all up? And they've done a pretty good job in record timing, and they're working on doing it even faster.
6: And and the thing, to just to put a period on that, and, and I would talk about this on JC and Morgan, any chance I got, because we, we talked about this two, three years before it actually came a thing, NIL. The whole notion that this is true supply and demand on your name image likeness is silly talk. It never was going to be that, and it isn't now. You know, you take a look at our sponsors, for example, they all have a, calculus that they have to figure out okay how much am i shelling out versus how much business am i bringing in therefore it's justifiable when you're giving a player a million dollars for a couple of instagram uh, mentions or something like that you're not getting return on your investment that roi the math doesn't work that's why it's not true so it's artificial demand but you had to know this was coming because the people that run these programs and the big boosters Many of them don't care about getting a return on the investment. They care about winning, damn it. And for them, it's worth their money to do that. They don't mind shelling it out because winning programs give them joy. It's got to be pretty cool to be an Alabama-Georgia football fan the last few years, right? And so what if you spent some of your hard-earned money and you don't get it back? (laughs) The quality of life is pretty cool when you're getting to do road trips and watch your team compete for a national championship every year. And that's the true essence of what's going on. It ain't true NIL. I know the world of NIL. This ain't it. But does it matter? Cat's out of the bag. We are true pay-for-play, pay-for-stay era, and it's not going back.
5: Well said. Final hour coming up. We've got a little bit more on this. A drive around the SEC. I don't even know after that. But I hope you'll stick around with us because this is a fascinating conversation. Hang tight. I T G teach you a beer. Right no,
1: there's, there's plenty to talk about.
0: State Farm Personal
4: Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you.
6: Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today.
5: This holiday season, you can give a gift like never before. Hey guys, it's JB. Rescues and Resin produces custom-designed wood and resin products. From tables to wall art, coasters to cutting boards, and pretty much anything you can dream. Proud Gamecocks and veteran Known, Dustin and Tabitha are creating products that will blow your family and friends away when they take the wrapping paper off this Christmas. Check them out in the Chief Sports app now to get your custom order in before it's too late. Rescues and Resin are also proud supporters of Carolina Rise and proud partners of the Chief Sports Network. Rescues and Resin at gmail.com or in the Chief Sports app is where you can find them. Change your gift-giving game today by ordering a custom design through our friends, Tabitha and Dustin, and Rescues and Rescue.
1: My company is Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. We are based in Columbia, South Carolina. And we have two lines of sauces and a
2: spice rub. I mean, when people try our product, they know it's a gourmet product, And it can go on any type of food. It's not surprisingly delicious. It's expectedly delicious.
4: The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you.
6: Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today.
5: It's the final hour, final hour inside the Gamecocks of the show, built by the Barndo Co., but it is Power Hour, presented by our friend Ryan Brewer at Ryan dot ryanbrewer.net, and the very not handsome Brian Spencer with Palmetto Medicare, 803-960-9484. Quickly tonight, it's really sad because we don't have any more Thursday night college football outside of some bowl games coming up, uh, but there's an outstanding game on tonight in the NFL. The 2-10 Patriots are at the 7-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers, although Pittsburgh's only a 5.5-point favorite in the game. Uh, so, you know, have fun with that one if it's something that you really want to do. I don't know. You um, are
6: not an NFL guy, let's be honest. You do not like NFL yeah. football. No,
5: I, I like I, – I, look, I, I love okay. the playoffs. I love the playoffs. I love the NFL playoffs. Um, you know, I'm a college football guy, and I just – I don't have enough time to watch all of it, so I'm
6: a college Okay, I understand. I, I've, I make the analogy very often, most sports fans, it's a buffet plate. You get one plate, you go to the buffet, you can only fit so much of each on your plate. So for you, college. maybe it's 50% college football, 25% college baseball, 20% basketball. college basketball, whatever's left over you offer up for the NFL.
5: Right. And no, it major, I love Major League Baseball. I do not watch That's the true. NBA. That's true.
6: That's true. You're, you're an – and see, a lot of the college baseball fans that I knew during my time at Carolina, they're like, Mike, I love some college baseball, love listening to it on the radio, but I got no time for MLB. Okay. Mm. I mean, you're not hurting my feelings. I, I love six things. College football, NFL. College basketball, NBA. College baseball, MLB. I have no time to watch a golf tournament on a random Sunday. No time. Mm. I don't watch NASCAR. No time. I don't watch boxing, no time. Uh, but I will watch those six things as much as anybody on the planet, and I pride myself in knowing as much about what's going on in those things as anybody on the planet. But that's my that's where I stuff my my plate at Thanksgiving, and all the other things. If you want to talk about you know the top ten qualifiers for the Wells Fargo Open, yeah, I got nothing for you. Good good luck with all that, and I'll for like that best. matter. But see, I, I'm a golf guy, so I got to put that in there. I, I get it, that's that's cool. There's no wrong answers. Yeah, I watch the oh, four yeah. majors, JC. I watch the Masters now. I watch the U.S. Open. I watch the yeah. Masters. I watch the British. I watch the PGA. And 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 I, I look. I've called women's basketball games. You know, I I it's great. But if you're going to ask me to donate a lot of time to it, I just I don't have the time. I don't have the time for that. Um, softball. You know, congratulations. Uh, well, my wife was a pretty good softball player, but but I'm but I'm not watching. I'm just not watching she a lot. Played of softball. You. She could have played basketball or softball in college. She went up playing softball. Um, wow! My
1: yeah, my first
6: it was starting shortstop. In college.
1: Yeah, yeah. For Kentucky? She, 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 that, first, am I right? For, Cause it was UK. Right? No,
6: she went to Georgetown, which is a small college in Kentucky. Uh, uh, on is a, is a full is that ride, George,
1: Georgetown, Kentucky.
6: Georgetown, Kentucky, on a Driven full ride. There
1: twice. Peed there twice. Yeah. In the last I've been six there. Months. Beautiful little football stadium. Oh, and nice they're, pe-
6: they're like a national power in football in NAIA.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's uh, that's right. It's by, I guess it's between Frankfurt and Louisville. Uh, that's right. Toward Louisville. Look
6: at yeah. look at the big brain on Brad. That's right. They're no, no. You go
1: from Chicago to Columbia. You go straight through there if you go the short way. <laughs> Phil got the movie reference. Thank twice. you, man. Dog. Look um, at the big brain on Brad.
6: <laughs> okay, a little Pulp Fiction coming at you. Um, I've always got room on my on my buffet. By the way. Uh, I saw Napoleon last night. I'm not going to tell you it was a great movie, but it was good enough. And I <laughs> threw out the question that this the, this morning on the 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 show on 680 that I did because it got me thinking. You know how I feel about movies about guys in tights that you know have superpowers. I, I outgrew that when I was eight. If you're a Marvel fan, God bless you. Watch it, live it. You know, if you like Spider Man versus Batman 12, you know, it's, it's your money. Uh, and if you like movies about meatheads and fast cars, like with Vin Diesel doing whatever Vin Diesel does, do you consider that good acting? You know, go watch it. Good storyline. Uh, Easy. But I can't get into that. I need movies <laughs> with a soul. I need movies <laughs> with a freaking plot. Hey, man. A six-year-old I'm a couldn't course, write on a napkin. What, what, about, like,
5: saw, what about Stallone and Norris or, and Schwarzenegger? No, are Stallone.
6: They all... No, no, no. Now, Rocky was a true heartwarming story that won an Oscar for a reason. By the way, it's a great Stallone documentary on Netflix. Uh, that had heart and soul. And Cobra is one of those two-star movies. When it's on, it's terrible, but I'll watch it, just like Roadhouse or Varsity Blues. A tan! There's certain two-star movies that have – but those are the movies that don't get made anymore. Like, My Cousin Vinny would never be made today. A scent of a Woman would never be made today. Varsity Blues would never be made today because they're not True. franchises. It's got to be a franchise that makes money. The calculus is there. You can make smart movies like a romantic comedy with John Cusack. You can't do that anymore because the, the film industry has decided that won't make money. You can't make a funny movie like Airplane or Blazing Saddles because that will be canceled in the first 11 minutes. So we, we really are in a zone where the creativity of Hollywood is at an all-time low. So my question was, and we'll throw it out there to Chad Rowe, the movie that you loved as a kid or an adult that would never be made today, either because of the political correctness or because, again, people just don't make movies anymore American like they used pie. to. Absolutely. Great selection. American Pie, good comedy. Uh, Stifler's Mom uh, would never be made today. Would never be made today. Nope. Not just because of not PC. It's just it's a silly little comedy. By the way, watching Chris Klein try to act is painful. That is that is bamboo shoots under the fingernails. Uh, when he's doing I choir them, so. scenes. yeah, yes. I, I feel bye-bye. sorry for that guy. Uh, speaking of meatheads. But but yeah, that's that was a good, fun, lighthearted movie. Yeah, Tropic Thunder never, never going to be yeah. made today. That'd yeah, be canceled inside of your- seven minutes.
5: all the chicks away.
6: Uh, hey, Steve, so remember anyway, that,
5: remember that uh, text you sent to uh me and Phil on your back porch without, you know, without your shirt on that day?
6: Oh, I do remember that. Yeah,
5: you
1: remember, so remember Mike that? too. Mike, we had a piece of Jim, that. We boy. all was
5: that the same? Were we on that? I'm pretty sure that was my response. Jim, put your shirt on. You're scared. Put your shirt on, away. dude.
1: I was just having a great day. as like a, I think that Travis Trent song "It's a Great Day to Be Alive" it was blaring on the speaker. I had like a like a shirt tied around my head.
2: You did uh, have I was about
1: kids. about to grill, you know. I was just like, hey, get a get a little, right? gonna send a, little gonna send a little selfie to my boys. Actually, now right. took the picture. So they're pouring anyway, in now. We, we don't, ball, don't ever need to see that. dodgeball, Anchorman, Wedding, wedding Crashers, yeah. Wedding Crashers is a Ben there. Franklin. Animal I haven't house, seen porkies. a good a good comedy like that in years. They don't make them, because you can't were... franchise
6: it, they don't make them.
1: So stupid. Now we're, we're done. We're done
6: with that. Two years. Naked address. Gun never gonna happen. Oh, Naked, god. Naked, Naked gun. gun would have been canceled this, in, inside of this seven is, minutes. I thought NIL was bad. This is worse. This is oh this Hollywood. A, it's yeah. depressing.
1: Yeah. yeah, everybody's like, I'm leaving college football. Well, you're not leaving it to go be a movie buff, like because they don't make them like they used to, and they refuse to, and. You know, on top of everything else, like, politics have invaded a lot of these movies.
6: There's no question. A lot.
1: And it's it's just, it's alienating and and terrible, you know.
6: One of my great joys in life, I I do a lot of traveling for work. That means a lot of time away from family and friends and and a lot of time where you're just by yourself, you're alone. Um, And when you do that, the way I would decompress was I'd, Get out of the airport, get into my rental car, and I'd go see a flick in Starkville, or I'd go see a flick in Tuscaloosa, because what else am I going to do? And it didn't have to be a great movie, but, you know, just something to kill a couple hours, eat some popcorn, raise the cholesterol level, and, you know, just relax a little bit, wind down. That doesn't exist anymore. You have to fight hard. To find a movie that's you can even sit through. So Napoleon well, was all right. It was historic, and we're going to see
1: that. We're going to see Joaquin
6: that. Phoenix is terrific, like he is in everything else. You will like it, JC. You will like that aspect. And, the dude was a. I mean, Napoleon. I learned a lot because I'm not a history buff. I love contemporary American history. I can tell you anything about the '60s, but the French, you know, the French uh, Revolution. I didn't know much about that. I slept through that in high school. Uh, but you think about Napoleon. Here's a guy. He was. He was a great battler, great game planner. He was a bit of an enigma. Uh, he liked the ladies because his wife couldn't get pregnant, so he had a lot of affairs. He really was Bobby Petrino before his time. He really was the modern day Bobby <laughs> oh, Petrino God. before. No, I didn't. Yes, I did.
1: It's Bobby Petrino
4: isn't
3: the
5: a <laughs> There's a there's a movie coming out tomorrow on Netflix on Netflix that I saw a preview for the other day that I'm actually think could be pretty good, and it's. It, it, anytime Julia Roberts is in a movie, it has instant credibility to me. I might, I might not like it no, really
1: closet. Julia but, Roberts fan. I did not, but, I didn't get but, that from I'm, you, but I'm the but same way about Sandra Bullock. So, you,
5: you know, like they, they, they only pick movies that, I mean, Julia Roberts, isn't going to be in a movie that isn't going to hit, you know, she's just, she's Julia Roberts. Oh, we shouldn't need to. I used to feel that way about but, B. Arthur, but I, I <laughs> but it's got, it's called, uh, it's called Leave the World Behind. Have y'all seen this? With it, she's in it, Ethan Hawke is no. in it, Kevin Bacon is in it, Mahershala mm. Ali. The, Kevin
6: the, Bacon's got to be in everything. Kev, Six Kevin degrees I, of Kevin Bacon. Ethan Hawke is Kevin. probably
1: one of my favorite actors. So yeah, Ethan. Ethan well, he, He's him and a Bacon badass.
5: are they, all the, See, that's the thing. All those guys that they're in good movies, you know. Yeah. Um they 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 have some credibility about them. So I, I'm Re- I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this. It's about a cyber attack. When they're at a like an Airbnb, like a rental house, and all of a sudden these people appear at their door and they have no communication.
1: See, Netflix will make a good movie. They they're they're willing to go Correct. spend the money and make a good movie. Correct. Uh, That's why I keep spending sucks.
6: spending twenty dollars a month for it for yeah, I know and an occasional but, good movie.
5: I mean, what's the, the going other, on, man? It's all bait
6: I, and switch. Oh, get in! It's eight ninety
5: nine. Six yeah. months later, by the way, it's thirty four ninety nine. What the
1: other? The other thing with Napoleon is it's a Ridley Scott film. It's okay? a Ridley Scott. So all the and, battle
6: scenes, JC, badass. Yeah. For, right and for now.
1: every GI Jane that he's made, he made that. He, yeah, and oh, uh, I mean, sorry. look, Alien, the first one, Blade yeah. Runner, Legend. Did he make Tom American Cruise Gangster? Sucked. Yes, uh, Body of Ray Lies, Blue. Robin Hood, twenty ten. Oh. It sucked. The Martian was underrated, I thought. With uh, didn't see it. Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. House
2: of
5: Gucci I, I, sucked. I, I've got one oh. for you that'll never be made again. Full Metal Jacket.
1: Oh, such a good movie. Dude, the, the, yeah. Such. A, so name? that's
6: Kubrick, and Kubrick was supposed to make a movie about Napoleon. I don't know if he died before it happened or what, but he never he made it. But he was supposed to.
1: His last was Eyes Wide Shut, which I thought was donkey.
6: Yeah, that was gross. not good.
1: But uh, not other good. than that, Kubrick was a masterful.
6: Oh, The Shining is really the best huge. horror movie of all time. I'll Die on That Hill. And and Full Metal Jacket is as good as any Vietnam movie ever made. I'll Die on That Hill.
1: Yeah, I'll go Full um, Metal Jacket 1, Platoon 2. Um,
6: Born on the 4th of July. Born on
1: the 4th of July. July 3. That's part of a trilogy. Heaven and Earth, the third part of that trilogy, underrated movie. Never saw Oliver that. Oliver Stone. Yeah, it's got Tommy Lee Jones, and it's it's about life after Vietnam. Oh, he got okay. married over there and came back. It's, and yeah. it's really sad. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we, I could talk all day about that. I know. Yeah. This, is getting, fact, this is
6: getting depressing. Craig said you Ridley make Scott, Yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah. sitting here going, there hasn't been a good
1: movie in 10 years. Blazing, oh, Blazing Saddles, Saddles
6: would never make it off the cutting room floor. That was the number one, not when I threw that out to the Atlanta audience today, that was the number one pick. Like, Blazing Saddles could never be made today. There's no, no question. No. No, no. no question about that there, was a, there would be no
4: mel brooks period you there'd be no mel brooks wouldn't exist yeah
1: we're not allowed I to have a even think you could could make something like it. the bird cage or mrs doubtfire these days
5: <laughs> mrs doubtfire probably not and robin
1: oh, hello my dears
2: and robin oh, williams probably
5: okay with Doubtfire, but
3: well it, be cage, made, you'd have
5: to, it
4: depends on how you cast it i think you'd have to yeah. like it's not offensive. It's demo just, of the individual characters like
1: someone you know, will find something offensive about
6: those yeah. two movies but know. even what, if what, they what, didn't guys it wouldn't they that they, they would say it's not that won't make enough money it's not a franchise it's just a light-hearted two and a half star yeah. comedy we're not we're not putting money into that
4: yeah you're right i mean it's franchises and reboots i it. mean and that's it
6: and biopics which is what napoleon is you yeah. know, and which is what um, uh, you mentioned, Oppenheim, Oppenheimer, which is terrific. I saw that at the theater. That's the last two movies I've seen.
5: Nothing else Jackson. to me would
6: move the needle. I love, I love, it. It. I, love the,
5: I love Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend man. at Bernie's. Man, <laughs> I'm so glad that he threw that out there. Weekend at Bernie's is gr- is. It, I love Weekend. It's a watch it every time movie for me. Every that's time. Week weekend at me.
4: That's really good. That's go proper in his home. Yeah.
6: <laughs> which yeah, had they, they, Andrew McCarthy, part of the Brat Pack, and all those Brat Pack movies, many of which I love, would never be made. John Hughes movies, what? 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, never be made. Breakfast Club, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mannequin
1: would never be yeah. made. <laughs> Mannequin right. probably shouldn't be made, but yeah. I well, come on, I have that Starship song that we don't oh anymore. I'm not singing
6: and anymore. And we gotta... can.
1: Yeah, this stay together yeah. nothing's gonna stop us i gotta save my pipes for the karaoke party.
6: save it for the karaoke uh <laughs> yeah, just real quick well i know we got a a number of things I, I got us off on a tangent and i apologize for that but uh, yeah, you mentioned that's yeah. what i do i just i i railroad the format um since you mentioned it the guy behind me here on on stage ryan brewer want to Brew. do want to thank our newest sponsor and yes we all know brewer the player but I speak from experience. He's very good with his business, which has been in in effect now for over 15 years. Uh, I still have a house in Columbia, which has a Ryan Brewer fence, and it has stood the test of time. Uh, A lot of companies will install it, but few will take the time to do the job right the first time. Also, they hit their date. We've all been there. Oh, yeah, no, we'll get that done on Saturday. Three weeks later, it's still not done. So uh, you don't just go to Ryan Brewer because he's one of your favorite Gamecocks of all time. You go to him because he's really good at what he does, whether it's a fence, uh, whether it's railings, whether it's columns, ryanbrewer.net, check him out. And I also want to say, JC passed this along, somebody, another satisfied uh, customer for Brian Spencer of Palmetto Medicare, we kid because we love, uh, well, well, he's not the rock star that Ryan Brewer is, he's really good at what he does at palmetto-medicare.com and helped out another one of our listeners as well there, so uh, the power hour we thank Brian Spencer for all the great work he does helping people save money on their medicare benefits or a loved one for that matter 803-960-9484
5: hey can i i, I too if you see if you're watching the Ryan Brewer logo there below the his below his logo that gamecock that's not Barnes. just like that that's that's wall art that they make that's not just like a uh oh, that's cool. not like a yeah that's not like the gamecock lo- well clearly it's it is but they're licensed to make that that actual photo that was built into the logo is wall art that he makes So if you go to ryanbrewer.net you can actually order some of the wall art that they have they've got it in michael flint's condo jc you've probably seen it well mike you've mm-hmm. been there she you've probably seen it up in the condos well i mean mm-hmm. it's a it's really neat and um and uh yeah ryan's a better guy than all, all the business stuff he's better and all that like as a person uh, but he's the he's the worst looking guy in his family because certainly liz liz and she steals the, steals the thunder in that, and then his daughters are beautiful. And he's he the worst athlete of the four, too.
6: Yeah. He used to be a pretty good basketball player. We had some really good media league games. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, me, him, Kimry, Tim Hill, who just officially filed the lawsuit against Cumulus Radio. Good luck, Tim. Um, uh, Blake Taylor would come out there every now and then. Barnes. <laughs> A slimmer Barnes than when he was an offensive lineman. I think Barnes is in that picture on the left, by the way, holding Brewer up. He is. A former yeah. offensive lineman. Uh, he, he is slim now. now. Ask Kimry who was lighting it up in that league. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Don't judge a was book it? by the cover. Brewer? Brewer
5: did I would fine. probably
1: say Michael Morgan. <laughs> Brewer, Brewer did fine, smart-ass. ass. <laughs> <Brewer.
3: laughs> Uh-huh.
5: I mean, you weren't a West Virginia
6: long rifle as Charlie Mack once. I been was on not Jamel, Jamel Bradley. Bradley, no, but I did, the, all, I did all right. One time, Gantz was, was guarding like and, and oh. he got pissed because they were trying to 2-3 zone. I'm, I'm going to bust up a zone every time. So I just kept going on the wing, and finally, Gantz is like, all right, enough of this crap. <laughs> Somebody guard him man to man. Didn't make a difference. But anyway, Sorry, uh, enough of those uh, basketball exploits. NIL, you know NIL – Jamie, take it from there.
5: And uh, and uh yeah. Did we talk about uh, the basketball another, game last there's, night? There's Did anybody mention that? we it. Yeah. yeah, we, we, get, get yeah, we got to hit our final timeouts. So we gotta get we want to get into that. We also have our drive around the <laughs> drive around the SEC as
6: well. We need well. a bigger boat.
5: <laughs> so, Hooper. Don't go anywhere. We'll dip into the Gamecock hoops waters when we return. Uh, take a drive love Chevy drive around the SEC and we'll wish you off on this amazingly beautiful chicken cock thirsty Thursday here on inside the Gamecocks
2: the show. Chicken cock originated in Kentucky like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County put on ships and barges and shipped down in Ohio, down the Mississippi and got to new Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, in, in, which is today Bourbon County.
1: If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been a hundred percent satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs.
5: Building your dream home is often just that a dream Columbia,
3: and Go Game It's
1: now time to take a drive around the SEC.
0: Sponsored by Love
4: Chevrolet. No hassles, no all-day runarounds, no ridiculous add-on stickers. At Love Chevy, buying a car is fun. South Carolina's number one volume Chevy dealer. I-26 at Harbison and at lovechevy.com Find new roads.
6: Find mm. burgeoning empire, part of the Chief Sports Network. It is ITG inside the Gamecocks, Mike Morgan, JC Sherbert, Mad Dog, Phil Fomenex, Phil Molenex, Phil Molenex. Am I pronouncing that right, Phil? you think Mullinex? by now I would know. Yeah, yeah. Molenex. Mad uh, Dog. Uh, Mad Dog, yeah. We, we just know him as Mad Dog. And of course, uh, the backbone, uh the anchor, the rudder, Jamie Bradford. You know him as JB. Uh, let's dive in, shall we? Our love Chevy drive around the SCC. I know JC's been keeping an eye on this as well, um, and I, I'm actually going to cite one of his uh, employers, 24/7 Sports, CBS. Uh-oh. The most uh, notable guys now in the portal that the list keeps growing and growing, uh, including several marquee quarterbacks where are they going to go most of the guys that like that are on that list now I don't see a whole lot of SEC destinations for you know whether it's Cam Ward out of Washington um I I think a a pretty good bet for the transfer to uh and I (laughs) just to, to Notre Dame is Riley Leonard uh speaking of which ranked top portal guys right now. This is from Tom Van Herren of ESPN. He came out with this today. Number one, Walter Nolan, Texas A&M. Texas A&M got ravaged by the portal. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of Aggies who collected a ton of big checks of NIL and their return on the way out is saying, thank you for the money. I'm out. Walter Nolan, number one right now, defensive lineman, 64290. He's a sophomore. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, we have to start thinking of Oklahoma and Texas in terms of the SEC. They are now the SEC brethren. Dylan Gabriel is going to leave Oklahoma. He's going to go somewhere. And when he does, he's probably going to pass Case Keenum's all-time passing record, the former Houston Cougar. I actually called the game that he broke the record back on CSS days, uh, back when Kevin Sumlin was the head coach of Houston. But Dylan Gabriel is leaving Oklahoma. We're not sure why, but he is. I don't know where he's going. Cam Ward of Washington State, number three on that list. Don't know where he's going, but I don't see any SEC schools in the mix. Riley Leonard sounds like Notre Dame, number four. Dante Moore, quarterback, UCLA. Again, uh, well, he's got one considered, A M. Oh, and LSU, amongst others. Uh, if you get it just from SEC, guys, of course, Grayson McCall is an interest because he's a in-state kid, a Coastal Carolina guy. He's in the portal. Where does where does he wind up? And then you look at it. I mean, there's SEC guys all over the portal. Uh, Chase Basantes, ranked number 14, offensive lineman, Texas A&M. Uh, Raheem Sanders. I know that's been a big talk in Gamecock Land. Uh, number 18. He's the junior at 578 yards and five touchdowns in 2021, but broke out in 2022 with over 1,400 yards, 10 rushing touchdowns for Arkansas. Juice Wells is ranked 20th on this list. And staying with some SEC guys that are in the portal that are also in the top 50, Raymond Cottrell, wide receiver, Texas a a 6'3 freshman, number 26. It does not stop there. London Humphreys of Vanderbilt. Yeah, I said it, Vanderbilt. 6'3 wide out that can scoot. Freshman, got a lot of years of eligibility left. He's getting out of the portal. I don't know what Nashville's going to look like next year. That That is that is not going well at uh At Vanderbilt. Will Rogers, of course, if he stays in the SEC, he'll break all of Aaron Murray's records. He's ranked 36 on this list. Uh, As I go down and scroll down, another Aggie, LT Overton, defensive end. How much NIL money did he get, JC? Uh, 6'5 sophomore. He's gone. He's ranked 43rd. And that will cap out the top 50 of Portal Guys. But the list keeps adding. And, of course, Vandegrift yesterday when I was on the air here in Atlanta announcing he's leaving Georgia to go to Kentucky. At least in that case, that's a guy who's not playing. And if Carson Beck comes back, and a lot of people think that he will for Georgia, even though he could be a second-round pick, then Vandegrift was never going to see the field. Most of these other quarterbacks, these are guys that are balling, getting all the playing time, getting all the NIL money. The coaching staff loves them. The fans love them. But they're like, no, no, no. I got an extra 150 coming to me somewhere else. The uh, All-SEC Awards were out, not surprisingly. It's loaded with Alabama and Georgia players. Georgia with 11, Alabama with 10. Some things never change. First-team All-SEC quarterback is Jaden Daniels, who I think is – I won't tell you who I voted for, but I think he's going to win the Heisman. I don't think it's going to be that close. Carson Beck got second team. They don't do a third or fourth. I'll always maintain – if Spencer Rattler had an offensive line, if Juice Wells didn't get hurt, he would have been on some of those lists. I truly believe that. I, that That is not, you know, home home cooking talk. I truly believe that, but life is unfair, and he didn't have the kind of year that's going to put you on that list when you stack it up to the other two. The Gamecocks did have a few names on this list. How about the long snapper? First team long snapper, Hunter Rogers. Anybody? He's good.
1: He caught a touchdown yeah. in the bowl game last year. Damn
6: mm-hmm. straight he did. Xavier laguette got second team all-SEC wideout. You're like, second team? Folks, it was it was a loaded year of wide receivers in the SEC. Malik Neighbors of LSU and Luther Burden of Missouri. I mean, I can't argue. Those, those guys are playmakers too. But Laguette got second team. And uh, Trey Knox got second team tight end.
1: That was interesting. Trey, Trey had a good year catching the ball. He just wasn't as... Probably wasn't as good as we as the people wanted him to be after the catch. Josh Simon, the other tight end, was mm-hmm. there's some debate, but Trey had a good year. And I wish, I mean, he's a fantastic individual and kid. So yeah, uh, I, I, he'll get on. He, he may be a late round draft pick. Who knows?
6: Yeah, um, I know we're limited on time, so I'll just I'll wrap it up with this. Of course, the one SEC ACC matchup on the hardwood. Was uh, Clemson beating Carolina? I'm sure you guys talked about it in the first hour. 72-67, the final score. I mean, Carolina certainly showed itself very well. Uh, And I'm just now hearing a pop-up. I hate the pop-up commercials. I know that's not going over the UK heard of it. Uh, uh, You know, overall, there's been a number of these SEC-ACC matchups, which again will mean something if you're a bubble team come March. Thank the Georgia Bulldogs. They have now whooped up on Florida State and Georgia Tech in the last couple of weeks. Those are big uh, conference wins for the SEC. Kentucky blew out Miami. I know they spit the bit at home against UNC Wilmington, and I don't understand how or why, but but they did. Uh, (laughs) But overall, the SEC has had some good wins. They've had some tough losses, but enough where I think at the end of the year, the net will be kind to an SEC bubble team. And so uh, for the Carolina, it would have been great to win that game. It would have been a a quad one. But you lose virtually nothing by losing a close game at a top 25 Clemson team. So I still think the Gamecocks metrics will be very kind at the end of the year. Again, if they can survive the rigors of an 18-game game conference grind and that is your love chevy drive around the sec
5: yeah well to your point too ken palm has the gamecocks today at 53 Uh, they were at 51 walking into the game yesterday or last night mike and then they also are still in the top 30 in the net rankings it is very early but they do also now have a quad one victory because uh, grand canyon defeated san diego state a couple of nights ago at home and that allowed Grand Canyon to move themselves into the top fifty, which gave Carolina that that Q one. And um, so I agree with you; it hurts because it's the Tigers. If you replaced Clemson with Virginia Tech or Notre Dame in that game, people would be frustrated, but they would also be a little bit more understanding. But it was Clemson, and not only not even two weeks ago, the Tigers walked into Williamsburg Stadium and beat them in football. So fans frustrated; they're in their feelings; they should be, and I understand that. Um, with that said, though. I wanted to get your thoughts on the game specifically in the opponent, the Tigers. Now you didn't have the breakout thirty point game from one player like PJ Hall. Couple of points I made earlier: number one, Carolina lost this this basketball game for no other reason than they could not hit shots down the stretch. Period. The end. That's it. They played uh, they played defense well enough to win. They did everything that they could. They didn't turn it over a bunch. It wasn't a bunch of silly mistakes. They just didn't hit enough shots down the stretch to beat a very good team in their own gym. Um, and Clemson on that side, if you go look at the stat line for all of their starters, Mike, they they played through P.J. Hall. They played through him mm-hmm. And really good teams in basketball. When their star guy isn't running out there grabbing 25 and 30 points and double-doubles, they learn or they're coached how to play through that player, if he can't be everything for them. Gamecocks did a nice job on him last night, but couldn't hit enough shots down the down the stretch to to get a win up there.
6: Yeah, really impressed by Michi. uh again, Johnson. I mean, 26 points, 8 of 16 from the field, 6 of 10 threes, had all four of his free throws. Uh, the rebound assist totals are good, and I only see one turnover. I mean, there's nothing that Carolina did terribly well. I mean, you hit on the the, the key point. I have an analyst that I work with by the name of Mark Wise from time to time, and and Mark's not the, the, the former players that I work with, but he's a former coach, and they always look at things at a unique perspective, and we'll get done talking to coaches before the game, and Mark always says the same thing, four words, good luck, make shots, sometimes the game is really that simple. Because if, you, if you're if you about even, Steven, and rebounding, which they were, Clemson plus four, if you don't turn it over a bunch, which Carolina did, I mean, that's a clean game. Just eight turnovers by the game, just ten by the Tigers. God, I wish every college basketball look, game looked like that. Uh, and you had balanced scoring, but you know they were just a little bit better. If that game's played in Columbia, I dare say Carolina probably wins it, but it's a road game. Sometimes sometimes you get a little more breaks, and I'm not talking about officiating, and I'm not getting in all that, but I'm talking about just shot-making in general. There are not many players out there that don't shoot the ball better at home than they do on the road. So Clemson was a little bit better hitting shots down the stretch, and they wound up winning the game. I'll say this.
1: You talked about Mark Wise, uh, Gamecock fans. He's going to be on the color call Saturday when the Gamecocks go to Mingy's Coliseum in Greenville, North Carolina, I think for the first time since the Felton era. <laughs> I remember I'm playing up there. So that, that's it. And then, secondly, you're absolutely right. It's a uh, college basketball. If you, if you talk to anybody in Vegas, like college basketball teams at home that are getting points are, are hitting on the betting line at some kind of ridiculous uh, pace. Uh, so for gamblers, back, college teams at home, we're always a safe bet, which shows you just how much better or how much more important it is to play at home. That's why they reward you for going on the road and beating a team that's 73rd, uh, the same way they reward you for beating a team that's 25th at home. No question. I really just wanted to talk about Markwise there, and I had to add something else. It,
6: it's the biggest home advantage in, in the major three sports. I don't think it's even that close. Um, it, it, home court advantage in basketball is huge. That's why I'm saying, you know, when you're talking about Carolina and how to get to that next level, um, hold court at home. You've got you've got a really good home court advantage. When the fans are engaged, which means if it's a good product, uh, the fans, they, they come out. And that place I've had other announcers say the same thing, that it is one of the loudest places to play in the SEC. And I don't think, I don't think Carolina gets enough credit for that, and I don't think the fan base understands that. Because people don't travel for basketball the way they do football. I get it. Like most Gamecock fans that are listening right now, you've taken road trips to Knoxville, to Athens, to Gainesville, to Missouri. But how many basketball road trips have you taken? I mean, when I was doing the games, we'd have the big boosters. They'd get to take a couple of trips a year. So they'd go to Rupp Arena, and they'd go to you know, a couple of Arkansas – The big ballers, they can do that on the team charter, and but most people aren't spending their hard-earned cash and taking a trip for a basketball. Kentucky fans do that, Tennessee fans do that, but most programs don't. So you don't know what you don't know. But I can tell you, when you get fifteen thousand plus in that arena and the fans are into it, now you got the students with some better real estate. It's one of the best home court environments in the (sighs) SEC. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they got to get the students. I mean, Clemson. I was surprised – you know, I don't know if they flipped the court to where it shows more on TV where their students are versus their boosters, but uh, South Carolina's starting not figured that out. The Notre Dame coach made that point. He's like, well, I watched this team on TV uh, the other day, and it looked like there was nobody here. And he's like, well, then all these students poured in. I was like, holy – and he, uh, he said he, he dropped an S-bomb, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Uh, and he said it was loud, uh, and it mattered – but you know, you watched Clemson last night, and they figured out they Clemson used to have their students, it was really unique, uh, on wooden bleachers and, and behind both baskets. Y'all remember? Behind
5: that? the baskets, yep. That's what no, the, I was about to say.
1: That was a unique setup for them. But uh, I, and I, I think Carolina just needs to get there. They just need to flip it, do whatever they got to do to get that thing better. But my understanding is there's a lot of plans in place for Colonial Life Arena. Um, with some projects coming up to where they're going to try to make it that way, uh, so we'll see what happens. it well, won't, be, won't be next year, but it'll be in the, in the near future. Yeah, so. th- th- there's
5: and I mentioned this in this part earlier too, Mike and, and JC's right. Like that, that is something that needs to be done. It, it needs to be done uh, because it is a big arena, and and as you pointed out, you're you're exactly right. There's nothing wrong with it. It is what it is. When you're in November, when you're in December, um, even if you're really good. And there's only 10,000, I say only, it's still a lot in the basketball mm-hmm. gym, but 10,000 people, it's an 18,000 seat arena. And for the sake of television and the atmosphere and the whole nine yards, having those students around the court is that, that you need that. We see it at other ballparks. Uh, I'm sorry, other gyms. It looks good. It sounds good. It feels mm-hmm. good. The whole nine yards. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that they, they need to fix it. And I'm with JC. I've heard the same thing. I know that they're working on it. It's not going to be done this year. Uh, so anybody that's complaining about it now, save it for the offseason. When you get to March, this everything's going to look the same right now. With that said, um, and you 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 were the voice of GameCup basketball, so you understand where I'm going. When I say this, mm-hmm. you're going to know exactly what I'm saying. Major, major, major credit. Major. In addition to the fact that both these teams are good. And first of all, you need to be good to have an atmosphere. If they both suck, nobody shows up. We We know how it goes. Football and baseball are the only things that will draw packed houses – when they're struggling, basketball has never been able to do it. Better crowds, not great. Baseball too. To be to, to be fair, like,
6: Jay, Jamie, I remember what baseball crowds looked like before Tanner, and before Tanner got it going in two thousand. A lot of empty seats when Gamecock baseball isn't good. It's not like those it, fans show up and pack it when it's a mediocre team.
5: Well, that's that's true, but I'm I'm talking about specifically the Clemson game. Oh um, yeah yeah like yeah yeah. When yeah. They, that it's always packed. Period. I mean I've I've true. I've been to Clemson, Carolina 100%. basketball games. When both of them are mediocre and the place is you know, You're maybe right. two-thirds full, the mm-hmm. Sarge and Founders Park will never be two-thirds full, no matter how bad the, the, they are in baseball. They'll always be packed. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm getting at here, I wanted to make sure I gave background before I said this. Hat tip to both administrations in both coaching steps. Lamont Paris, Brad Brownell, the athletic department in South Carolina, the athletic department at Clemson. For playing the game when the students are on campus, amen. Because they have done this and they've screwed it up for years and years and years. The, the the year that the Gamecocks went to the Final Four, Clemson beat them sixty-two to sixty. I was at this game. They they beat them sixty-two to sixty. That game was played on December the twenty-first. <laughs> what are we doing? You know I what know. I mean? Like, I what were you thinking? It's four days I've... before Christmas. So hats I off know. to getting this crap fixed. I know it was a point of emphasis. And, and credit to Clemson. They're really good, but also that allows for that atmosphere to put all thousands of students in there. Game cops can do it next year when they come back to Columbia.
6: No no doubt. I, I used to say the same thing. There were a couple of those games that I did and I'm like looking at the crowd. I'm like, why are we playing this game now? What are we doing? This yep. this makes now I've got thoughts on where the Carolina Clemson game should be scheduled too, but we'll save that for the spring. Uh, but a You're lot of things baseball or basketball? Yeah baseball. Um okay. I I think that can be worked on too. But but I think um a lot of things a lot of mistakes have been made on how to package Gamecock basketball. Uh but a, a a silly little rumor and I know where it's coming from trying to trying to blame it on Ray Tanner. You folks are blaming the wrong guy if you think Ray Tanner is the reason why Gamecock basketball has struggled. Save some of that hostility for the people that made ridiculous hires ridiculous contracts, uh, didn't care about the fans, didn't care about the schedule, um, all these things, uh, Go went cheap on a hire. I, mean, I can go on and on and on. That ain't Ray, and Ray has done everything. Ray absolutely cares about college basketball and is doing everything he can to improve it because it's been an issue at South Carolina for decades. The lack of success has been eye-popping. It really has. Um, but there, there's so much misinformation and there, there's some people that will have their favorites and they've been fed information. You know, there's a lot of propaganda out there. I, I, I know the BS, I know where it comes from. I know the source of it. I know the level it's not true. So just take that for what it's worth.
5: Yeah, it's no, it's uh they've, 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 they've done a nice job with, of course, they're seven and one, Mike. So nobody's yelling at Ray about the basketball hire right now. When they lose two games, they'll start yelling at him again. And then of, of course, and they'll
6: again. and they'll quickly jump off the Lamont Paris bandwagon. I mean, oh, yeah. you and I on Tuesday went through the, the the Tuesday start to the conference slate. I mean, potentially you could be one and three in the SEC and still be pretty good, but that's just this league this year. Um, there are plenty of teams that are just as good as Clemson and better in the SEC that you're going to have to face. So I I understand that some people will flock, you know, they'll they'll lace them up and jump off the bandwagon, and some will be just ready to criticize and rip. That's just the nature of the beast. But um, overall, I like the direction this program is going, and I and I see things from a pure coaching standpoint from Milan Paris that are very encouraging to me, very encouraging. Speaking of, well, I
5: didn't there. I didn't realize that first game in the SEC against Mississippi State I. I mean I've CBS. looked at this like, Yeah, I didn't realize it was on C B S. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really- I didn't
6: know that either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that'll soon be coming up. to an end. Up a, a-, a-, a- dipsy doo. I think I think yeah. Raftery actually is calling it. I think, Love I think it's, Raftery. Uh, you I don't know, that is only gymnastics. I, I think have you ever raftery. met
6: him, Mike? I I interviewed him. I interviewed him when I was covering when I was the third member of the team with Charlie Mack and Casey Manning. We were at the SCC tournament in Atlanta. I interviewed Raff. And I, at the end of the interview, I'll never forget, I said, could you give me just one with the kiss? And he did it, and then he went through all his onions, and he went through all, And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a 20-something-year-old broadcaster, and I'm like, that was so damn cool. You didn't have to do that, Bill. You don't know me from Adam, but that was awesome. But I've worked with Dick Vitale. I've worked with Jay Billis. I've, I've worked with everybody I could dream of working with in this business uh, on the TV side. Except for Bill Raftery. And now he's with Fox, so it's just not gonna happen. But I, I love some Bill Raftery. I think he's one of the best that's ever done it.
5: Oh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, it's fan, it's it's fantastic. I mean he um I think he has been in Columbia for he was there for one game. I'm trying to remember what game it was. Been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> been a long it's, it, while. It's but he was there. It wasn't, And he wasn't with Nance, though. So.
6: I remember doing a game, one of my last years at Carolina, and Dick Enberg was calling a Gamecock basketball game for CBS. And there's Dick, who's like 80 at the time. And he's deceased now. Um, I'll just tell you that Dick had some financial issues late in life, which is why he had to do San Diego Padres games like in his late 70s. Like, does Dick really need to do that? Mike, divorce is not cheap. Okay, got you. Um, And I went up to Dick, and I just said, uh, Mr. Enberg, Mike Morgan, you don't know me, but I've always had a ton of respect for your work. And I I asked him some kind of just, you know, generic question. He said, Mike, let me tell you something. You know, people say, why do you do do these Olympic sports and gymnastics or whatever? And he goes, I'll tell you something right now. Women. Are the most loyal viewers in television, and I've been able to capitalize on that, and it's been very good to me. And I was like, I never thought about that, never heard that before, but he was right. He was absolutely right. I, uh,
5: that's an interesting thought. I never thought about. But he that. did
6: do a Gamecock game. He he, was, he did do a a Gamecock game. Which, as I'm sitting next to him on one, Kevin Harlan did a Gamecock game. Um, Kevin has been a a friend uh, for a while. Actually recommended me for the Timberwolves job years ago. Didn't want to live in Minnesota, so did not do it. Um but there there's been some iconic announcers that have come through Columbia, South Carolina. Really? Jay man. Diz was not a fan of Roy Philpot last night. Mike I can't I'm not go in there. He can't, he can't do that. Not,
5: Dan, okay, not, Dan Dan, Dan Bonner Dan Bonner was with him though, and I remember watching Dan play at Florida. I, I used to Dan, work with Dan. I thought Dan, Dan did a nice job. He's pretty good. Or I, I think uh, he's pretty good.
6: And he does the NCAA tournament on CBS. Yep. Dan, yep. When, it, when it was a Fox, when those not before the SEC network, those non, uh, uh, the regional cable games is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I would work with Eddie Fogler and I would work with Dan Bonner. And and Dan Bonner was a trip. He was he was awesome. Great yeah. guy, too. Dan is, um, I, I have
5: listened to him call a few games now over the years and, and I think he does a, a nice job. He, he, he's very informative, and I appreciate that. Uh, JC knows this. There,
6: there will, really there will be a that. time where I give a full analysis of all this. Can't do it now. No. I'm too don't. close to it, but there will be a time. There will be a time.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mike will be brutally honest, and it'll be a glorious day. It'll in, be a glorious in, day in Mediaville. Yes, it will. Uh, yes, I'll it will. tell you that. Uh, somebody just, ask if. They, uh, too soon. Just quick portal note Jalil Skinner, no. No, that's how about no. That's a big, hard no. He, he can't, he's not very good at football.
6: Uh, <laughs> no, no reason.
1: Brent. He's just the latest overrated guy that some analysts have say, seen from South Carolina, not really evaluated him. So uh, I think he had a grand total of one catch last year at Miami. So that's a big no. Um, not that you're not, not that you're wrong. Jade is he's, he is fast and tall, but he, he's not a good football player. So.
5: That's Jaleel Skinner, you mentioned.
1: Yeah. He played at Greer, played at IMG. If you notice Clemson passed on him too, once at and Florida State did too, once they got out of uh once he get got to IMG, Miami kind of took him on a on a whim. Is Clemson gonna be a player in the portal? They, They're they got, they've some, got guys. some offers out. They offer. yeah. the yeah. o lineman from shorter, who's really good. I know he's from Shorter, but he's really good. Uh, they're here and, and watch him for, watch them for ETN. Okay. Well, yeah, my his understanding is the only reason he <laughs> didn't go to Clemson is he didn't want to follow his brother, but yeah, times have changed times mm-hmm. to blame, you know,
5: mm-hmm. yeah. all, uh, come in Clemson only. is, uh, and yeah, they'll I think they'll be utilizing the portal. Hey, I don't know if any of you uh, happen to catch any of this, but, um, some leak so next Wednesday night on the SEC network is the SEC twenty twenty four schedule reveal party that they like to have. And you know, how these things go, they take it's an hour. to taste leak all over the place, I mean, man. Ole Miss and Georgia's are out. Yeah. And <laughs> uh and it's interesting, but it did give us a little bit of a peek because they've got the rebels uh making the trip to Columbia on October the fifth next year. Oh that'd uh, be w- fun. Yeah, they're making they'll they'll be this way. Of course, Lane apparently was in Columbia yesterday <laughs> recruiting juice so they could be coming back together who knows uh but uh, juice has got some offers out there tennessee texas oregon Ole miss you know those type of things anyways um mm. but that's one the next week they've got to go to lsu and then they'll host oklahoma after that so kind of an interesting stretch there for them uh, george has also has leaked out of course they, they'll be in in your neck of the woods uh, mike to kick off the season against the tigers in atlanta on august mm. the 31st um then they've got Tennessee Tech, and then they have back-to-back road trips to Kentucky and to Alabama. A little bit of a rematch there. Um, but what I found in both of these, and and I, I guess I realized it, but didn't realize it, that I would until I saw it. It's a it's a double off year. So everybody is going to have two off weeks next year in the SEC. Oh, it is.
6: Yeah, I hate that. Oh, yep. I hate the double buy. So,
5: but you will also, though, you will also get three full months. Of the regular season too, because it begins on August the thirty first and it ends November the thirtieth. Okay. So even even on that second off week for whatever team you pull for, you get an extra Saturday to watch ball.
6: Okay, I judge well, you that feel a little bit fair. Better.
1: Fair. Yeah,
6: I just yeah, don't think fans want to have to have two weeks where their favorite team is not playing.
1: It sucks, but it's good for things like weddings. All out <laughs> there, because
5: like, dude. <laughs> well, there is that. I just. You no, know, I mean. Oh, it is. You've traveled as much as anybody. I mean, you, you, there's a point in time where you're traveling every weekend to call college football in your life. Uh, I get th- th- this year wore me out, man. November wore me out. Um yeah. With four can, straight weeks. I, can, I can relate. It, it, I just, you know, sometimes you just kind of want to sit at home and watch ball all day and make some food. And uh, I'm kind of, but I also want to get all the games. So I think two would be okay
6: with two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I don't want to open up a can in the final seven minutes of the show. Just go
1: ahead and do it, Mike. Oh, why right. not?
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm in the minority on this, um, but that's okay. It'd yes. be boring if we yeah. all agreed on everything every time. Lenora Sellers, I know everybody on this show is very high on Lenora Sellers, and I don't differ from that, and I trust the evaluation of one J.C. Sherbert, which I think will, he will go down as many things in life, including one of the best talent evaluators in the 21st century. But, Jamie, I got the impression talking to you Tuesday that Carolina wasn't in play on portal quarterbacks. I just, if you've got a proven commodity out there, like I can tell you if Carson Beck does go pro, George has already said they're looking in the portal for another quarterback, even though they've got five stars just sitting there rotting on the bench. I don't know how you don't certainly entertain bringing in a portal quarterback, even if you're convinced Sellers is the best thing since sliced bread. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: No, they're uh, bringing in a portal quarterback. They're just not going to yeah. go pay or yeah. not pay or, or they're not going to go for a, uh, like the, the one everybody talked about forward. was KJ Jefferson. And it's like, okay, so what does KJ do better than the Absolutely nothing except he's got experience and that's it. I mean, he's That's not as fast. That's a pretty fast. big thing. He doesn't have – he's not as fast. He struggles with the short passes. He doesn't throw as good of a long ball. He's not yeah. as elusive. He's got tighter hips. He's stiffer as an athlete. You know, yeah. probably – I don't know about – I mean, I've seen K.J. knock the P out of a linebacker before, so I'd give him the I, – I haven't seen Lenores be that tough. But but he's just – you know, is that fair to K.J.? And, and if you're going to pay him NIL money – and not that means it's not going to another position of need. South Carolina is going to get a portal quarterback because they 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 need a guy, but they're, they're gonna it's gonna be a guy like Mike AJ Swan or or Ken Seals from Vandy, you know, one of those guys because that those guys had their moments. It was Vandy. <laughs> Yeah, but I get it. They're, they're guys, if something happened to sellers, you'd feel comfortable with them going in and being your starter. So if I'm
6: reading you right, what you're basically saying is, because everybody's got a quote-unquote NIL budget, even the, the Blue Bloods. Like, there's only so much you can spend, and there's other positions that are clearly and uh, uh, bigger need, let's say uh, – they're looking to get a guy to help supplement the depth chart at quarterback. They're not necessarily looking to bid on a guy that can truly fight for the starting job and and be a leader at the clubhouse. Is that kind of what I'm hearing?
1: I would I would think that would be fair. Okay. That would be fair. I mean, uh,
3: you know, sound very sort of. I mean, like Grayson
1: McCall from Coastal was a guy that they had interest in. I think he's going to go to NC State because there's a clear path to starting there. Um and he knows about Lenore Sellers. <laughs> but uh yeah, and that's another thing too. If a guy you know, ki- kids hear things and they see things, you know. So if a guy like McCall who has to go start someplace, it's really unfair if he doesn't. Uh, are you going to go in there and risk it? Probably not. Um, but yeah, it'll be a guy that uh that can get in there and 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 give you some give you some some reps and and stuff like that. You know, uh, and there are guys out there like that, like JT Daniels, even though he started everywhere he transferred, that would be the type of guy that, that you could get. Because after he kind of flamed out at Georgia and got beat out by Stetson Bennett, you know, what, what's his value? Now, you'd have to beat a team that has a clear path to starting, but but it's not going to cost. You're not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do see that And some of this, it's not as big as your – Writers from the Athletic want to talk about it being because they, they want everybody to make millions and bankrupt the whole system because that's their agenda, but <laughs> starting quarterbacks are one spot that they do get large nil investments and, and you that's could a justify a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, you could justify it because the quarterback always is has a lot of nil value right if you're the starter, sure. uh, and second, a lot of them are, have played and third. The investment there, uh, even though it's not necessarily come from the school, think about how many transfer quarterbacks have made huge impacts on every level of program. I Man, mean, you, look, Mike, Michael Penix is a transfer. Bo Nix was a transfer. Uh, Caleb Williams was a transfer. You know, Alabama didn't have a transfer. J.J. McCarthy was not a transfer, but he went to prep school. Um, you know, who else is in the playoff? You know, Penix. Uh, Quinn Ewers is a transfer. You know, I mean – Jaden daniels is a transfer and it could win the Heisman. they're gonna
6: pay arch manning over two million to not be a transfer
1: yeah <laughs> and I be mean, a backup and, well, hey arch is probably a guy that can go, out <clears and throat> go and get some tv deals man because he's Baby arch still. manning it's freaking arch manning so yeah uh but yeah i don't i just don't think south carolina because they, they they're in good <laughs> shape with uh what they they really like sellers and frankly i do too um uh, I think it's pretty common if you have a talented five-star type quarterback, which he is, I could care less what he actually was ranked. Uh, it's common for them to take over in year two. It's common. Bryce Young yeah. took over in year two, for example. So uh, that that's kind of what they're doing there. Um, and, you know, hey, if somebody like wanted to come in and, and take over uh, and, and, and required, you know, that they could beat him out and required – yeah, you know, not, not, didn't break the bank. I'm sure they'd consider it because they want competition. But uh, that's kind of what they're looking at for quarterback right now.
6: Okay. Fair enough. I was just curious.
1: And I'm not saying I disagree with your premise because I think from the outside looking in, there's, 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 you could look at it the other way and go, well, what are they going to do? That this kid's never played and you can go get X and probably fit in here. And all that. It's I easy, understand that.
6: It's easy for me to say because I don't have a budget, right? But just looking at it from a fan standpoint, if I've got door number one, a really talented redshirt freshman who's barely played a lick other than a few snaps against Furman, and I've got a million bucks to spend on an accomplished Power 5 quarterback that comes right in, knows how to win games, and knows how to perform, I'm spending the million dollars, and even if the door number one turns out to be better in fall camp, okay, I'm at a million dollars, but, you know, but again, it's not my money, and I don't have to worry about a budget. They do, so I understand it. And maybe Sellers winds up being just all-world. I don't know. I know one thing. I mean, you were spoiled watching Spencer Rattler for two years. Like, that skill set, understanding of the game how to make plays, how to avoid bad plays, how to stay positive when everything around you is going. Like, that doesn't just happen back-to-back very yeah. often.
1: He was special. By the way, Debo Williams is coming back. He announced on Twitter just now. Uh, I heard he was going to get a draft grade, but probably didn't even make it that far. Um, and, yeah, you're right. And, and I think I think sometimes teams catch lightning in a bottle and, and you, you have uh, players you're going to miss at quarterback to, uh, back-to-back, Mike. Now, I just I know
5: know this. Lenora Sellers could not have had a better freshman season, and you might be wondering, well, he didn't play. Yeah, he got to watch Spencer Rattler play for twelve games, (laughs) and then when he walked off the field, he put his arm around him and said, "Now, here's what you do, my man. Mm -hmm. Here's how this works. There's nothing. There's no better coaching than that." And uh, so, next year, I'm predicting 4,500 yards through the air, 76 touchdowns, (laughs) and one. Interception. All-SEC. All-American. First, first team All-American. All all I've already yeah, got
6: him all. on my Heisman ballot for 2024. Mm-hmm.
5: A couple quick parting shots if you're a fan of you're college smart, hoops. This will be a fun one to watch tonight at 7.30 on ESPNU in Ames, Iowa and Iowa State. it'll corn-fed corn basketball. Go get them, boys. And then also, in case you missed it, the Yankees have bought another player, Juan Soto. They will <laughs> not win the World Series in 2024.
6: <laughs> if it, it came down to just... Buying the the shiny object of the moment, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets would be sitting on, like, the last 10 World Series championships. Instead, it's one, a COVID-year title for the Dodgers in 2020, and that's it. Uh, I trust Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves the way they do it. Again, a little more efficient. they got a lot of key players locked up for the next few years, and they always, like Kelnick, the left fielder they just picked up, it's a former first-round draft pick, had injuries, but before that was actually playing well. Braves are going to be just fine, folks. Don't don't always get distracted by the shiny new toy.
1: Nope. Absolutely not. The
5: Yankees keep buying players, keep missing the playoffs. That's the
6: way we do things in New York. Keep missing games us, if you're Aaron Judge. Keep missing games if you're Greg Stanton. Those big boys break down, and when they break, big tree fall hard. That's big what I learned. Big tree fall hard.
5: Thanks to Mike Morgan, as always. Thanks to all of you and to Schubert and Mad Dog. We're back tomorrow at 11 right here from the Cinerama Studios
3: on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.